Blog Talk Radio. In a time full of war, be peace. In a time full of doubt, just believe. Yeah, there ain't that much difference between you and me. In a time full of war, be peace. In a world full of hate, be a light. When you do somebody wrong, make it right. Don't have
Charleston, that Danny Jones facility here. It is going to be a two-for-one. How about that? We tricked you. We told you it would be one. We're going to give you a solid and give you two games right here, right now. I'm Richie Alba. We'll be live here for the next three hours as we're going to see the 12U Raiders take on the 12U Swamp Foxes. Of course, you've got North Charleston taking on the likes of uh, Ashley Ridge. Just moments ago, you had uh, the 8U's. The 8U Swamp Foxes were victorious uh, in game one of this series. Here's the kickoff, and it's down right around the 40. Oh, that's like midfield. So midfield, and here goes the offense for Ashley Ridge. The Swamp Foxes, of course, coming in here. Uh, We'll get some more numbers from them as the uh, professor will join me here throughout today's broadcast. We'll talk to him about, yeah, who are the dudes? Who are the guys that we need to keep an eye on and how they looked last week as he was out and about, and he covers it right here on Southern Sports Central on his show at 6 o'clock. You can listen to it live every Sunday night. You can end the weekend with him, and uh, the crowd, is uh, they recap all the fun things that are happening in and around, of course, uh, all of the South Carolina Youth Football Association League. Of course, the commissioner, Jay Williams, want to thank him for inviting us. All right, on offense, coming at you at the 50-yard line, spot about middle field. Ashley Ridge coming in at a shotgun formation, one receiver, to the left, two hanging to the right. Got a running back standing to his left side. They're heading towards the swimming pool, if you're familiar with Danny Jones. Here's the snap. Quick toss to the right, across the in and out of the hands. Attended for number 22 for Ashley Ridge. It's a little bit high, unable for him to pull that one down. Now to bring up a second down. So now we're looking at second down and 10 at the 45-yard line. Excuse me, 50-yard line. Check that middle of the field. Beautiful day for football here. Danny Jones, uh, 
a lot of big names have come through here. A lot of big names have done, uh, I'd say, uh, made their stamp, and it started right here. 8.27 remaining, first quarter, ball at the 50-yard line. Two receivers to the left, one, two to the right. Coming from the shotgun with a running back to his left side, man in motion, coming left to right. Takes the handoff, and you know, he hands it to his running back, and he is stuffed. I mean, big time pushback about, we'll spot it. Looks like they're going to give him, looking for that mark, 47-yard line, so a loss of three. That should bring up a third and 13 here with 8.12 in the first quarter. Great venue and a historic venue. If you're familiar with the low country, there's probably three high schools that will compare this combine, if you will. They break the huddle, two receivers back hanging to the left side, and the guy that looks like two receivers to the right side. Back at the shotgun formation is Ashley Ridge at their own 42 with the receiver standing. Man in motion left to right. Here it is. It's another up the middle, big man coming at him, number 36, goes back across the line of scrimmage. He'll fall down at the 49 of the Raiders. Got to bring up a long fourth down. Should be fourth and nine. Now we'll find out what you do here. Big action last night around the low country. Berkeley had their Lions Club invitation uh, jamboree, if you will. A lot of great action happened around there. We'll kind of recap some of that as um, – I'm not sure if any – well, I know that Bradford came out victorious over Hannahan. Everybody else seemed to have a tie. Breaking the huddle now with uh, one, two, it looks like, looking on the far side, one receiver on each side, or running back directly behind. They're going to punt this one. Hunter stands at his own, 45, and a good – nope, it's tipped there. The line and in and out of the hands of the Raiders. They picked it up and falls down on the 42-yard line, so we'll go first and 10. Raiders with the ball, and now we're going to see the offense of this very dangerous team. They've got some big dudes. One of them, number 72, comes out, looks like he can play at the next level, and that would be, of course, uh, this is a 12-year team, so that would be BP, JV. Very well organized, and I would say disciplined team coming out of North Charleston hosting today's event. Earlier it was Woodland, the Wolverines, and Jay Williams' team came over and played Somerville. So when you start to kind of put things in perspective, so we start to kind of uh, hang in tight at the 46-yard line, 42-yard line. Check that on the right. Hash mark. Coming in a weird stance here. Snaps the ball. Quarterback keeper goes across the 45. He's still on his feet, marching around the 50-yard line. Let's see if they give it to him. Very close to a first down for the Raiders. Nice play call there, kind of a draw play. The quarterback keeper right up the middle. Very tall quarterback. You can see he's got that speed and the ability to look at the defenders and check them off as he comes in. Substitutions for the Raiders as they'll send one out, one in. The huddle, a thing of the past, even though if you're a Gamecock fan, Mike Bobo going to go back to that in the SEC. We'll see how that works out for the Gamecocks on a Saturday afternoon. Next week, they do open up with Tennessee on the schedule. Clemson right now all over the Citadel. We kind of thought that would happen. We'll tell you some scores around college in a few. 547 remaining. Heroes here. The snap. The Raiders hand it off. Right up the middle, number four goes. And he's got a first down and a lot more to the 40. To the 35. It's a foot race to the 20. 15, 10. Counted in six. He's in the end zone. Not touched at all. And just like that, they score early in the first period, first quarter. With 533 remaining in the first quarter. It's 6 nothing Raiders. 
you're an NFL fan, the Raiders actually open up tomorrow in their brand-new stadium, Vegas, Sal. A lot of uh, Gamecocks and Tiger connections on that roster as well. 533, and a great play there, handing it off to the big running back, and he breaks loose and goes all the way for a 45-yard touchdown. Raiders on the board early. Here's a keeper there up the middle. He's going to got to push him in. Let's see if they can get the two-point conversion. They're still marching him in, and they do. Eight, nothing. Just like that with 533 remaining here in the first quarter. Raiders strike on their first opportunity. 12U football here on Southern Sports Central, brought to you by our friends over at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. I'm Richie Alvin. Glad to have you with us here this evening. Don't forget, tomorrow night you can hear the professor. He'll have his show right here at 6 o'clock, recapping not only tonight's action that we're covering here on the air, but also the action around the state of South Carolina with the youth. If you're a coach, if you're a player, you want to call in and check in with the professor. Let him know how you did. Give him some stats and scores. If you're one of those quarterback coaches, you can call in and give us your thoughts on how you thought your team did as well. Going to spot the ball at the 40-yard line as the Raiders size it up, ready to kick it off. They are leading 8-0, 5.33 remaining here in the first quarter. Great way to start. Counting off, and the whistle blows, and they're setting it up now, and who meets leather, and it's an onside kick. It's going to be somebody. No, sir, it's a turnover right just like that. First down, Raiders. And special teams not doing the special things there for the Swamp Foxes. Treated it like it was a punt, thinking that if, uh, I guess they stayed clear, something would change. But that's a live ball. First and ten, Raiders take over on a breakdown on special teams for the Swamp Foxes. Great move there, catching the Swamp Foxes off guard. And it's just enough for now first and Ten, and they are already starting off in Ashley Ridge territory. It is eight nothing, five twenty six remaining here in the first quarter. And the big guys for the Raiders come marching out of North Charleston. We're coming to you live all the way here in Danny Jones. Good times here as we are here to bring you the excitement on the air here today. Wilsons are blown. We'll wait and see what the call is, and it's gonna. Looks like a timeout. We'll take it with them. You're listening to South Carolina Youth Football Association football live right here on Southern Sports Central. Guys, don't go anywhere. Everybody, I'm Mitch Yellman here live at Danny Jones facility here in North Charleston. Got a 12U game going down tonight. It is the team of the week. The game of the week is uh, we gave you a surprise. We told you to tune in at 6 o'clock, but you're listening in now and you're hearing a game that 
well, quite frankly, is the game before. We're doing 12U now. We'll do the 10U right after this. So you're going to get a two-for-one here tonight, thanks to uh, the fans and all of those who support North Charleston Recreation Department, a phenomenal facility that's put out a ton of talent all across the country. We'll get into maybe some of that throughout tonight's broadcast. It is 5.07, Here's the snap. He's going to roll to the right. In the air he goes. Wide open receiver. Got him in the hands and out of the hands. Hard to see the numbers on the jerseys for the Raiders, but he hit him right in the chest. Young man uh, was able to get open, did a kind of a turn around and in and out of the hands it went. So it's going to be now a second down, and they'll spot the ball somewhere. It looks like at the 48 of Ashley Ridge. Right at five minutes to go here in the first quarter, 8 nothing Raiders with the ball after a great trick play, an onside kick. It definitely got the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes sleeping a bit. Spot the ball right there with the right hash mark, heading towards the scoreboard. Receivers got one to the right side. Quarterback from the keeper. He's going to keep it himself. He calls his own number across the 40. 35, a big-time hit. I mean, a big-time hit. By, it looks like number zero. He laid down the pads in the number 22 of Ashley Ridge and opened the door. I mean, what a run and what a hit, what a block. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will give you another first down for the Raiders. Taking some time off the clock, and you can hear all the young people in the background. It's good to hear that. And, again, a lot of times you want to kind of, kind of maybe minimize that, but we haven't heard any of that due to COVID, due to the possibilities. And, you know, these young guys haven't been able to get out and see some of their friends. And you can hear it as we're just above the concession stand, kind of a trick for them. 542, first and 10, ball spotted around the 38. It's a fumble on the play after the snap hits the ground. Quarterback takes his number, and Ashley Ridge does a great job getting in the backfield on the tackle for Ridge is number 36. That's going to get them a loss of – on the tackle there. So now that will bring up a second down, and it looks like they'll lose three on the play. So it should be second and 13. They'll spot the ball somewhere around, looking like the 36-yard line, no, 42-yard line. Want to give a tip of the cap to the referees today. They put in a lot of time across the state. And again, they give up their Saturdays to make sure these young men are ready to roll. Coming from the shotgun, the Raiders take the snap. He's got a quarterback keeper up the middle, calls his number, stiff arms about two or three, but then finally drug out after catching a first down. We're looking at the numbers there. Somewhere it looks we're going to go 25-yard line. Mentioned last night they did have some uh, action around the low country. It was the final Friday night before we head on air. Of course, I'll be right in the uh, TV screens with uh, Ford Dorchester, myself, Eddie Tilly, and that of Clinton Robinson Sr. We're going to be handling all the calls from the booth to the sidelines on FD Sports TV. Here's the snap. Roll out to the right. Quarterback going to sling it, and he does. Wide open receiver in. He caught the down, but it's right outside, and oh, he said he was out of bounds. I'm going to leave that one right there, but it looked like he got two feet in right before he knocked down the pylon. But nevertheless, they'll leave to see another day. So that now will bring up another down as it's going to go now second down and 10. Spot this one up to 15. Check that to 25. Middle field. Raiders with the lead, 8 nothing, 335 remaining. Raiders like to go in that 
no huddle offense, kind of hurry up a little bit. They put all the big guys in the front, give that quarterback the room. It's a keeper right up the middle. He goes, block one, miss another, in the end zone he goes, and that's another touchdown for the Raiders. And that'll take them up just a few more numbers. Is now with 3.26 remaining. North Charleston up 14-0 over the Swamp Boxes. They've kind of seen a little weakness there, maybe in the defense of Ashley Ridge, as they're able to utilize that quarterback keeper. That call your number if you think you got it, and he's calling it throughout the entire night. So far early, number 77 checking in, the big man for the Raiders. They're getting up on that front line, and they're going to go for two again. Yeah, we want to thank Jay Williams and all of those who opened their doors and hearts and now your ears to listen to tonight's broadcast. We're going to be bringing you a lot of these games on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. They march in the end zone, but there's a flag on the play, and this is going to go against the Raiders. We'll see what the Raiders can do. As uh, 14 nothing, 3.26 remaining here in the first quarter. Don't forget, right after this game, we've got game number two of the broadcast tonight, where we'll, of course, be giving you the 10U game. Now, they talk about that 10U program very good on both sides, so that one should be a game that you want to make sure you stick around, and they're trying to hurry up and get these young men set up. They'll redo the extra points. They're going to go for two, so the call probably – I'm going to go with the quarterback, Keeper, but we'll wait and see how they line them up. Well, also, again, we'll go through some of the conversations from last night on some of the games that took place. Of course, is now in full fledged. I believe they're in week number four. First Baptist here locally is just getting cranked up, and they're 4-0. Luke Rogers has got those guys rolling. Here's the quarterback snap to him. He's going to keep it his oh, great blocks there, and in the end zone he goes. And like that, they're giving him two. So that'll make it 16 nothing. 16 nothing with 3.26 remaining here. We're coming to you live from Danny Jones Complex in North Charleston, guys. Don't go anywhere more football right after this. Hollywood cold, I'm with Molly G, bro, flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows, and I want to tell you something that you probably should know, this that slumdog millionaire Bollywood flow, and uh, my real friends never hearing from me, fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me, that's why I pick and choose, I don't get sh- Hey, 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 how you doing, Rich? Man, glad to get you up here with me, and uh, it's an exciting time here tonight, because when you start to have to put things in order, and it's 15 to nothing, it's been all the way like. Right, right, hey, most definitely. Listen, I think that last game that just went off, uh, that 8U, the 8U game was something to actually see. It was a tougher game than everybody expected. Here's oh, the ball. Oh! 
You know, when you look at that one, though, that was the same play that, you, that they ran a little bit earlier, but this young man, Professor, fell in and out of his hands. Tell us a little bit about this Raiders team. You've watched in the last couple of weeks. You saw them in the preseason. What do you expect out of a 12-year team like this? Well, this 12-year team has always had some type of talent, whether being in the backfield, on the outside, or just pretty much defense. Uh, NC Raiders have always been a contender. They've always been on somebody's list to try to take out the way because they're always preseason, they, they look okay. They try to uh, dial some things in and get it working. And not all the time does it happen due to time, especially this year due to COVID-19. Nobody really had time to make it work. So everybody thought that, you know, the NC Raiders were going to be one of those teams that they were going to just come in and walk all over, especially on the 8 and the 12U level. And i tell you one thing, it definitely has not happened that way lately. Coach Anton and the rest of the gang have gotten together, and they've been clicking pretty well because right now the score tells it all, 15 nothing against the Swamp Hawks. Yeah, they just tried to do a home run hit there, and it was incomplete there on the backside at 47.1 seconds. Here's the quarterback keeper. He'll go right up the middle. He's that big man as a steer. And he's going to come back across the field. He comes over to the action red side, and it's all great passers and six points as a reward. A great job and a flag on the field. Most definitely. Most definitely. Laundry on the field is definitely not a good look when it comes time to that. Uh, we're going to see most likely with a cut across like that, we're probably looking at a block in the back. Yeah, I agree with you because anytime they're able to receive it over, and then all of a sudden he cuts back as quick as he was able to cut back. What's going to happen? Usually the guy's going to follow behind him, and when he does, he's got to read the numbers. And we know if you can read the numbers, you personally leave him alone. Exactly. That's exactly how it went down. By making those moves like that, which really we try not to teach when it comes to youth football, being a former coach myself, I really cannot, just cannot. It's almost a, a pet peeve of mine for a young man to go east to west. Uh, we'd rather keep him north and south. Use, use or lose the yards is fine. But to cut back and cross like that causes havoc, just like they did right there. So we're at 34.5 seconds, 16 up in the lead for the Raiders. It's a keeper, and right up the middle he goes, and that's a touchdown, just like that. I tell you what, he's had the hot hand all night long, as he's been their go-to guy. When he's in the backfield, Professor, i got to be honest with you, you got to accept that he's probably going to be running the ball. I would see him getting the ball more often during this game, Rich, just for the simple reason. He runs downfield. He runs downhill, he runs downfield. Lower the shoulders, square them off, everything that the North Charleston Raiders have been teaching since day one. 22 nothing, 26 seconds remaining in the first quarter. You know they're going to go for two. The question is, do they get it or not? They've uh, gone for it twice, gotten it twice, so we'll wait and see if they can put 24 on the board after this score. Don't forget, right after this game, we'll be catching up with the 10 you guys. That's right. We expected to see them, but you guys got an extra treat. And get these guys here. Last snap. We'll see if they actually take it up. They do. And they're going to try to run it, but no luck. Or we say no dice. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll recap that drive and a lot more. It is a 22 nothing first quarter lead for the Raiders. Guys, don't go anywhere. More Southern Sports Central right after this.
got his hat off. He threw his shoe off. He's got his flag out. So I think he ran out of options to, to throw things out there to slow the game down. But you can't not give that young man credit because even though it won't go down in the stat books, that kid is a very special running back. This kid was able to really kind of uh, dial it up and watch these guys. And he looked to the left, ran to the right, vice versa. And you see that at the next level. I'm talking high school and definitely in the college ring. Yeah, most definitely. I, I don't think it's a little bit frustrating to be able to get down there and those type of plays happen uh, where it gets called back. You put in that work, you make it downfield, and then it's just, it's just, I know, all kind of frustrating. So you hear down here on the sidelines, some of the coaches wondering what's going on, trying to get with the guys. Uh, it's beautiful weather to play. It's not hot, and it's not really too cold. To us, this is perfect football weather. Nobody should be breathing hard. Your conditioning should be done and over with. It should be one of those things where you just come out here balling. Those minor mistakes, unfortunately, they happen. And, you know, we'll just see where it takes them from there. Hopefully you don't have too many more because, if I'm not mistaken, that's number three that's called them back. Yeah, I mean, again, you're exactly right. And uh, we, we've transferred you, getting you ready for Friday night. We've got you down on the field. So if you're down here and you're listening to the stands, that dude down on the sideline, yep, that's him. That's the professor. He's getting in that uh, preseason workout right now because come Friday night, he'll be chasing down. It won't be these coaches. It'll be a coach named Coach LaPrad. So that'll be a lot of fun for you as <laughs> you get used to it there. But, uh, man, hey, look, so tonight, for me, this is the first time I've got to see the actual season kick off here, Professor. And, and it's neat to see these young kids wearing, for Ashley Ridge, of course, they're wearing the likes of what they will wear on Friday night. And, and hopefully, again, if that works out here in the North Charleston area, that would be a great thing, I think, as well. But I think it really motivates these young men. And I can tell you from Somerville, Fort Dorchester, Cane Bay, these guys here, you know, they know that this is going to be a very similar role that they'll be playing and definitely looking like come Friday night. Yeah, most definitely, Rich. I think that um, that feeling of wearing the same colors all the way up from youth football all the way up to you uh, pretty much graduate high school, uh, that, that's kind of a good feeling. And it also gives everybody else a good way to look into them. So that's, uh, that's a great one. They're going to spot the ball, it looks like, around the 37-yard line. Looking at it there. No, excuse me, 47-yard line. Check that. Middle of the field. They're heading towards the scoreboard. Putting this in motion is North Charleston. The Raiders lining up and another timeout for the Raiders. They had some confusion there after coming out of a timeout. And, you know, there seems to be one of the most frustrating things as a coach when they come out of a timeout, got to call another timeout. Well, again, it is early, week two here. What did this young team, I know uh, what Ashley Ridge did last week. What did the Raiders do last week? Who did they play, Professor? Uh, at this present time, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to misquote what happened last week, but um, I, I know the Raiders came out with a win, a full sweep all the way across from the 8U, the 10U, and the 12U. So I, I really expect them to come out here and play that way that they are playing, seeing how 8U is this did. I really expect 12U to come out and pretty much do the same. And right now, it's looking like that's going to happen. By being 22 to nothing, the rule is in this new football that it is now a running clock. So the clock does not stop for anything. Those timeouts are, have to be spent and will be spent because they have to get it together. Here comes number one with another block in the back coming. It looks like, uh, again, what happens is this number one is so fast for the Raiders. 
that he's not able to get these, uh, I would say, the offensive line in position. So they've got to do what they have to do to kind of get the man down. But unfortunately, it's coming at the hands of the referee throwing a flag. But I got to be honest with you, I've not seen a young man as fast as this kid, number one. That kid has definitely got that speed. He's 12U. I can only imagine B team and soon to be JV University teams are looking at uh, this young man playing for them on a Friday or a Thursday night. Most definitely. I, I think that you're exactly right. First of all, that young man is, is just fast is all get out. But you also have to be patient. You also have to wait for that block and wait for that stuff to be, wait for that hole to be created. If you try to do it beforehand, then you might as well not have any blockers out there. So sometimes you do have to slow it down, like you're doing right now, and making headway down the field. Big time hit, but not after he makes them pay it almost back to the original line of scrimmage. I mean, these uh, the penalty yards uh, have definitely racked up for the Raiders, but they've got 22 on the board when it comes to the points. A zero for Ashley Ridge in the second quarter. A running clock at 7:50 and counting it down here as they're heading into the half. But again, great play call in here, and it seems like as long as they keep that quarterback in motion, it keeps everybody in those gold helmets a little bit more on their heels. Oh, of course. So all they had to do, all they had to do was move that ball. Now look at this play right here where they come in and they run behind the tackle. You don't have to get a touchdown on every play call, Rich. You know, all you got to do is move the ball 11 yards. You get a fresh start of down, and you get to start all over again, just like what they're trying to do now. Chewing up the clock is the coach's favorite thing to do. And now it seems like they've had this ball almost the whole first quarter going on the second quarter and Tom Teddy ticking down. No doubt about it. Here's the snap. The Raiders will go across the 35, and they'll hit around. Look, still on his feet, going to march into the end. Finally knocked down very close to a first down marker. We'll see where they mark him around the 35-yard line. That looks very close to a first down. The Raiders coaches are out on the field, and they're going to move the chains. And to me, very good play calling, Professor. They knew what they needed to get. They didn't take too much. They took exactly what was there. And here they are now getting a first and 10. They'll spot the ball at the 35 with a 22 nothing lead in the second quarter. Yeah, of course. That's why I just, you know, like I, re, like I just said, moving the ball down the field, chewing up the clock is a frustration thing, not only to the coaches on defense. And look at this, as he turns the breakaway again, and one more time down the field on the sideline. Touchdown. Just like that, ladies and gentlemen, and he ran it in. I'd let you call it, man. You got it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good year for these Raiders. I gotta be honest. These kids have the athleticism, they've got the discipline, they're able to sit back and kinda of let things happen. You know, some guys are rushing to make a play, rushing to make something that's not there. And what does that do? That ends up getting you a loss of down, a penalty of some sort, and that right there shows you that they cleaned up what just happened the last five minutes and that is what exactly discipline football looks like as they put six more on the board to go up 28 to nothing here in the second quarter. 629 remaining here in the uh, second quarter. It's a beautiful afternoon for football. Professor, you've been here all day long. We'll catch up with you here right after this two-point conversion. They're going to give it to the quarterback. He's going to sling it and hit the offensive lineman dead square in the back of the numbers. So that will be a uh, – Missed opportunity now, 28 nothing, 629. Professor, earlier, let's talk a little bit about the games that you saw. As uh, I didn't get out here until uh, this series here started, we saw the 8U game. Of course, Asher Ridge won that game. This one looks to go the Raiders' way. And, of course, the game breaker is going to be that 10U game. But it was 
Woodland. It was Somerville and the three-way game there. Break down what you saw from the 8, 10, and the 12. Well, I tell you what, that 8, 10, and 12 was was actually some game to see. But uh, Woodland, Woodland definitely controlled the pace of all three games, pretty much coming in and powering down on their 8U. Uh, nothing real major. Just a little play over the tackle, uh, not throwing the ball, not doing anything special other than just the old running gun, and they handled business against the 8U. The 10U, same thing. A little bit more challenging, a little bit more staying in the middle of the field. A lot of penalties. 30 flags thrown in that game. 30, that's why I said it. 30 flags thrown during that game. And, oh, my goodness, that has got to be frustrating for those coaches over there. 12U. 12U, of course, Woodland is one of those teams that's similar to the NC Raiders. Everybody kind of wants to be. You want to be competitive against them and at least give them a hard way to go and wait for them to make them mistakes. They made a couple, but not enough for uh, Somerville to make uh, an attempt to come back. It did get close right there down to the end. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that score only ended up being 14 to 6. And Somerville, with only seven to eight seconds left, was making a drive down the field and had one last shot, but they just couldn't complete. They just couldn't complete it and finish off the game that they wanted to. I'm pretty sure if they can look back at it, that they would change a whole bunch of things and they would have capitalized on a lot of those mistakes. Well, they'll definitely get their chance to uh, go back and look at the game film. Uh, you know, this game has come so far, even at this level, because you look at their uniforms, you look at the, the organizations and things that, that were a lot different than it was when I grew up up on the Grand Strand playing football. But, I mean, you see the drone flying in the air. And I'm going to guess, you know, I, well, I'm not going to guess, is that the Ashley Ridges drone? Is that the, the, the North Charleston drone? But, again, I, I'm sure you have an insight on that. Of course. Yeah, that is Ashley Ridges drone that is up in the field. It does be up here for 8U, 10U, and 12U. Trying to give them an idea of how they're playing their game, possibly what they need to do and what they're going up against. I think it's great that it happens. I think it's great that the, that the youth team, that the youth league allows it to happen. It's something that those kids can turn back and look on at the end of the year. Because if they turn around and record all these games, Hey, there's your keychain at the end of the year, right? You get to have a CD of all your games, of all your games right there on a disc. And you can sit there and watch it again and again and again and make your own highlight reel. Man, it's all about having some crazy fun out here on a Saturday night, man. You got to love it. <laughs> I got you. All right. So just like, just like that, uh, Ashley Ridge does have the ball now. They were able to land on the onside kick, and, uh, again, the conversation was finally given off. They're going to call an injury timeout to uh, Ashley Ridge. Let's take it with them, guys. This, of course, is Southern Sports Central. We are broadcasting live here at Danny Jones in North Charleston with a lead, a 28 nothing lead. The Raiders up big time over the swap boxes of Ashley Ridge, guys. Don't go anywhere. More of the action coming up right after this.
sit tight right where you are, babe Cause I'll be at your door in ten minutes Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time I'm gonna bring the good time home to you We'll have a Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Elman, alongside the professor. He's down on the field. I'm up in the booth, and we're calling the game of the week. It is the series between the Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes coming in from Somerville all the way to North Charleston and the Raiders. They trail 28 nothing, 428 remaining in a different formation. As it looks like one receiver on the left, two to the right. They're about to the left hash mark of, I want to say, the 40 – no, we'll get it to the 50-yard line. So they're right there on the line of scrimmage. It's second and ten. Coming under center for the first time tonight. Two running backs, and they got him to jump. Boy, did they get him to jump. I believe it was on the left side for the Raiders. Unless they saw an offensive lineman, they'd nope. They'll say it's on the defense. So the Raiders penalized now on the defense. I guess one thing, Professor, that this team, even though they're up 28 nothing, knowing the coaching staff like you know and I know, they're definitely going to look at the penalties. Even though you win big on the board, there's a lot of things that they can do to get a little bit better. And I, I definitely hate going back on those Mondays after all those penalties being thrown all weekend. And you got to come up with a plan and a way to get these guys disciplined. I love that word that you used earlier. Discipline is the number one thing. You got to get those guys right and stop moving. You move when the ball moves. That's it. Yep, no doubt. Well, they're moving the ball now across, it looks like, the 44-yard line of Ashley Ridge, so, uh, excuse me, of the Raiders. So, it's now going to bring up a third down and manageable. This is the first time that they have had an opportunity for it to be a manageable third down. And now it's coming around the 45-yard line, close to the 44-yard line. Third and we'll give it five, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. I think now is when you have to come in with a game plan to try to get this ball moving. And, it, I mean, Swamp Fox has the talent. They they have what they need to get it done. They just got to figure out how to get around these NC Raiders. And uh, that that's up to the coaching staff to come up with a plan. And hopefully they can survive these last two minutes in this, last, in this first half and come out the next one with a better plan. Second and about four, third down and four here. Ball spotted on the Raiders. 45, he rolls out to the right. A man there, and boy, did he pay for it. He floated it in just enough time for the likes, of course, uh, the Raiders to him on him and peel his ears back and, pack, I mean, tattooed him there somewhere. I want to give him the 46-yard line. 46, that will bring up a fourth down and five. It is a manageable five here, Professor. So we're waiting now to see how these guys are able to uh, move the ball and get it going in that direction. I don't know about moving the ball right here, Richie. This is one of those close ones. Uh, they seem to be going for it. A minute 45 left in this half. We'll see if it pays off for them, but right here, it's too good a field position and too much time to give it back to the NC Raiders. No doubt they break it out here. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Receivers are wide on each side. He cuts in. 
Quarterback with a high snap. He's got a drop on it, and that will be a turnover on downs, and it drops right in the wrong side of the field as they will start already. The Raiders first and 10 on the swap boxes. 45-yard line with one minute counting before halftime. 28 nothing. The Raiders with the lead. Do want to tip our caps across the field over there where Ashley Ridge's parents are in-house. They have traveled well from Somerville to uh, show some love. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that have stayed from uh, the game before. A lot of parents are here for the game to come up next, which will be the 10U game. That is the actual game of the week. This is one of those, I would say, appetizer opportunities for uh, the professor and I to kind of get you some more free football here on the network. Now they're going to break it out here, and the quarterback not liking the call. It's 34 seconds, and this could be – nope, he's going to come off. They had too many men on the field. Quarterback keeps it. He's going to run around to the right side. No, that's that fast running back, number one. He goes all the way. And back still on his feet. He's going towards the sideline for the visitors. He's still on his feet across the 20. He's going to come back this way. And finally they brush him down, man. He got about 80 yards on that one, but they're only going to get him credit for about 10. <laughs> Most definitely, Richie. This is definitely one of those things that I was just saying. First of all, you didn't want to give the Raiders the ball back. So I'm surprised that Swamp Fox wouldn't just have taken the punt, which would have taken all of that time off of the clock. It would have ran during that punt. And now here we are at halftime with the score being 28-0. to And we'll see We'll see what happens when Swamp Fox goes into the huddle during halftime. And hopefully they come out with something better than plan B. Yeah, we'll wait and see what it does. We are going to take a very quick little break here. We'll come back. We'll take a song to kind of break it up and uh, get a little bit of uh, H2O ourselves. It is a 28-28 lead, zero for Ashley Ridge, 28 for the Raiders here on a game of the week. And Danny Jones, we're coming to you live in North Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, don't go anywhere. The second half coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. The truth can hurt you Or the truth can change you What will truth do to you? I just want to be happy But if I keep on doing the things That keep on bringing me pain There's no one else I can blame If I'm not happy Wasted time but now I can see the biggest enemy, it was me, so I'm not happy. Cry yourself to sleep, shout and raise your hand. It won't change a thing, child, until you understand. Preach. If you're tired of seeing the same, if you're tired of things not changing, it's time for you to get out the way. But it only works if you wanna be happy. Look at yourself and say, Don't you wanna be happy? Yeah. I just wanna be happy. But if I keep on giving my heart for people to tear apart, the healing will never start. So I can be happy. Yes, Lord. Will I ever be happy? Cry yourself to sleep Shout 
talking to you to say Everybody, I'm Rich Yellman here live at Danny Jones here at a Southern Sports Central special event brought to you by our friends of the South Carolina Youth Football Association, the professor. That is Mr. Clinton Robinson Sr. here with us tonight. And this will be the duo every Saturday afternoon. And that's right, we're going to be hanging out right here with you. It could be anywhere from North Charleston at Danny Jones to Fort Dorchester. We could be at Woodland. We could be at Ashley Ridge, Cane Bay. We don't know. Well, we kind of know. But we do know this. We know that we're going to be bringing it to you live right here on this network. Now, if you were curious if Clemson Tigers were having a day, oh, are they? They're up 49 to nothing over the Citadel. It is a 28 in the first quarter, 21 in the second quarter. Not sure what happened in the third because they didn't put anything up in the third quarter. If you're looking around the country, Marshall up 17 to 7 over App State, Georgia Tech, and they are down 28-14 after a big win against Florida State. They are losing now to the 14th ranked. Knights of Central Florida, 52-0 is the score final. Notre Dame all over South Florida. That, of course, uh, not surprising. The score is surprising, but not that, of course, of the outcome. 16-7, Oklahoma State right now all over Tulsa. That game, uh, I believe, has just ended. 
That's an interstate situation there. Cincinnati, a lot of people got them picking to go in the Elite Eight, Final Four of the playoffs. They win big 55-20. to 20. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, after winning a big game last week, they go into Georgia State and into Atlanta and knock down the Panthers, 34-31. Also, final, Syracuse loses to Pittsburgh, number 25 team in the country, 21-10. And uh, we are getting ready to kick off the ball here in the third quarter as it is going to be the Raiders of North Charleston receiving this one. As they are up 28 nothing, and it's the third quarter. Again, a running clock, Professor, as we uh, know the rules, the regulations, and, and, and all that's going to happen. This game is going to move a lot quicker now because of that 28 to nothing spread. Absolutely correct, Rich. Uh, now this game is probably going to seem like it's only 10 minutes long. With a running clock, that clock was not stopped for anything. They only stopped for timeouts, which at 28 to nothing, I really don't see North Charleston calling too many timeouts. They go out there and let the boys do what they have to do, call their plans, go back to plan A and execute the way that they have been. Because uh, up until now, plan A has definitely been working. Yeah, if y'all, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the one thing they do need to fix if you are on the Ashley Ridge side is, number one, you got to be able to wrap them up you got to play what we say, disciplined football. And, of course, I'm sure that's the word that you heard if you were in the huddle over with the Raiders. While they are up 28 nothing. disciplined football was the Achilles heel for these guys. They are definitely leading not only on the scoreboard with points, they've got to be leading on the penalty yards as well. A lot of blocking the backs were happening. Didn't see a lot of jumping offside. Didn't see some of that other mental discipline issues, if you will, but a lot of blocking the backs, again, this is a, a very known thing in the guys at this age. Their running game is a lot faster than some of the guys on that front line. And what happens is the running back gets way out ahead of them, and they don't know anything other than, hey, we got to block that guy. And they don't stop and think, hey, we really aren't in a position right now to, uh, to not slow down and hit him in the back there, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. And that's one of those things that um, has to be taught at this age group and at this youth level is patience. It's just about getting down there, waiting for the play, and waiting for the hole to develop, and then taking off from there. One of those things that you, you really you try to work on, but it's really hard for them to get into and understand it because all they know is that they're fast and they want to use the speed and that they're strong. Patience, maybe not so much. Even at a 12U, patience, maybe not so much. That, that's, that's all I can say about that. Well, you know, these young men are learning, you know, and that's what this is. This is one of those learning leagues. Now, let's be honest, this is a 12U team, and for 12U, these young men, you know, are going to be playing B teams. Some of them possibly, looking at the size of some of these cats on the sidelines, these guys easily could be playing on Thursday nights for JV squads. I mean, we've seen that already where some of these young men were pulled up team right here, maybe not one of these two, but other teams, and are now playing on the B team squad because of, like, for example, Dorchester County 2, They've gone to an entire different format. There is no middle school program, so they are utilizing this theater program to build the future for the schools, be it Somerville, Fort Dorchester, or Ashley Ridge. So when you look at it, this is a very big deal to have the coaches that know how to coach, that understand how to coach, and know how to run the plays. And my understanding is maybe not the playbook's the same, but I can promise you there's a lot of similarities as they're going to meet 
Toe meets leather. They kick it off, and the third quarter begins. The Raiders take the ball across midfield, and now they go to the 45. He high hurdles over another one, 35 to the 30. Finally, drug up. He's still on his feet. He's going into the end zone in the 5-4-3-2-1. And just like that, boy, did they start. And I'm scoping the field for a yellow flag. I don't see one. And that will put 34 on the board. And I tell you what, I don't know what he told him at half, but it got him in the end zone as they score on the opening kickoff to the third quarter, Professor. Hey, like I told you, Rich, it was one of those things that just go back to plan A. Right? There's no need to go to a plan B or to do anything strange or anything different. One thing I can say about uh, Coach Anton and his organization, if four or five plays are working, that's all they're going to run is go four or five plays until you stop it. It's just plain and simple football. No need to get fancy. No need to show off some plays that you haven't really practiced or that you haven't perfected. Because you can't stop the basic stuff, you might as well just keep going on and on and on. Like I said, when you when you can't get plan A and you're looking at plan B, there's no need. Just revise plan A again and keep on pushing. Talking about pushing. They're driving this ball right up the lane, looking for their hands, and they're up. They like that. They go up 36 to nothing. 36 to nothing. And it didn't even take 36, well, a little over a minute for it to go up by another score and an extra two points and uh, a running clock is going to get this thing moving pretty quick. As you can see, the eight, excuse me, the 10 new guys in each end zone stretching out, getting ready for the game of the night. And it is, of course, going to be brought to you right here on Southern Forge Central. But you mentioned it there, Professor, sticking with what works, staying within your lane and running the plays that you and I both know that are going to be the most productive play. We don't have time for time trickery. It just needs to be fun and gun and smash mouth football. Yeah, pretty much. Just keeping it simple, keeping the ball moving, running behind the tackle, nothing fancy about it. That's all they need to keep on doing, and actually it's working. Swamp Fox doesn't have an answer for it. To come back off the halftime after that first kickoff, running all the way back, i let you know the mood of the Swamp Fox right now. Yeah, it's definitely a different mood here. And, again, you're down 36 nothing. It's the third quarter. It's a running clock. That's probably the best thing that you can see right now. Sometimes these kind of games get away from you. Great kick there by the Raiders. It's going to go to number 21 for Ashley Ridge. He's going towards his home side, but he meets and gets introduced by a young man from the Raiders as he flexes his way through a tackle. And that's going to bring up a first down and 10. They'll spot the ball around the 34-yard line. So 34 of their own. They're heading towards the scoreboard. And we'll see if there's an answer for all of these points that the Raiders keep putting up. And, you know, you got to give your hats off to, the, to, to that team on the other side over there, of course, because we're on the home side of the box. But, you know, Asher Ridge still fighting. They're still running on and off the field. That, to me, shows a lot of character. It's easy to walk on and off when you're down by 36. But to see these young boys – running on and off. Shane Fiddler, who is the head coach of the varsity program over there, has got to like at least seeing the character of these young cats. Of course, they got to love it. I think it's one of those things that's within the coaches and the coaching staff and the organization. It speaks volumes to sit there and know that you can be down 36 to nothing in the third quarter with a running clock and still, and still have that dog in you to want to fight and just not give up. 
Here we go now at a 5.04. The clock is uh, going to start here in just a few seconds as the, you're going to have to spot the ball. They're uh, moving things in and out, getting a fresh one in. They're going to line up in the shotgun formation, trying to see the other side over there. I think we've got one receiver to the far side, two receivers to our side. With the running back, as he's been all night long for the most part, stands in the shotgun at his own 30. To the right side is his running back. They're heading towards the scoreboard, middle of the field. They spot the ball. Here comes that big defensive line for the Raiders, and they're tossing the air. They're going to float it back and almost intercepted. Got to almost give a uh, defensive heads up for the Swamp Foxes. He's like, well, if I can't have it, you can't either, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. You have to be able to play both sides of the ball. Uh, just throwing it up there sometimes just isn't enough. Sometimes those offensive wide receivers have to turn it to defense real quick. Because, of course, you don't want it to get any worse than it already is. Um, still, they're still there. I don't think that just one game will define them as an organization or them as a club. I think they go back. They go back to the drawing board a little bit. Maybe not all the way back, but a few steps. And they come back next week on whoever they're playing. I almost feel for it. I believe they're going to take it out on them next. Well, usually that's what works. What happened there? I'm not sure. I didn't see the play. Was it a pass interference call? They moved it all the way to the 50, mid-fid hill. And now you look at a first and 10 ball spots at the middle of the field, a 346 and counting it down in the third quarter, a 36 nothing lead for the Raiders. And the huddle goes Ashley Ridge. We'll see what they're going to put together. And, again, mention the Gamecocks, and they'll be playing next week as the Tigers now improved to 2-0 in Clemson. The Citadel, they lose their game. Here uh, today, they were up there in the upstate playing against the Tigers. Got a paycheck, but also got an L out of the process. And last night, how about Campbell and Coastal on ESPN Primetime TV? We'll talk about that in just a minute. One receiver, two receivers to the right, two to the left. Quarterback shotgun formation. He slings that one up at the floater and coming back, but not in time. He drips all the way down to his knees at the 40. The quarterback didn't have anything on it, as he's going to quickly have a conversation with his coach. But back to the game last night. Uh, you watch Jamie Chadwell after beating Kansas. He's able to turn around, bring ESPN and all their closest friends over the coast of Carolina and beat Campbell before they start conference play. And I believe they actually have uh, the Raging Cajuns on the schedule next week. I have to look that up. But very impressive 2-0 start for the Shauna Clears. This is uh, a, a team that I feel has put together – a really good group of young men. They they had a huge change around with the 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 I would say the, the portal, but they brought in a few dudes after lost a few. Two twenty one remaining. It is thirty six nothing. Ball spot at middle field, heading towards the scoreboard. Two receivers to their left, to the right. They swing it back in the air and in the hands. A great pitch and catch. The number eighty seven. For Ashley Ridge on the 38 of the Raiders. That's uh, very productive. And, again, Professor, you're seeing these young guys. They haven't quit yet. Still fighting. Almost definitely still fighting. And, hey, just a recap. That was a roughing the passer uh, penalty that was called earlier, which I don't know. Hey, listen, we're not the referees. We're the side, <laughs> but it was kind of close. But, hey, those guys know what they're doing. They see it better than we do. Um, again, Swamp Foxes are not giving up. They're going to keep on going until there's all zeros on the board. 
130 remaining here in the third quarter, 36 nothing. two receivers on each side, a quick slant, and it's in and out of the hands, attended for number 87. He was throwing it in uh, single coverage with another man kind of uh, lurking in the backfield there. So it uh, could have easily been possibly a tip drill there, but uh, none of it comes to play, and now they'll come up to second down and 10. They'll spot the ball around the 38-yard line, 105 remaining, 36 nothing. Ashley Ridge is marching towards the scoreboard. We're coming to you live from Danny Jones here in North Charleston. Two receivers on each side. A running back at a shotgun formation. Stands at the 42-yard line of the Raiders. His running back hanging out beside him to the right side. That's going to have been the familiar formation for the Swamp Foxes tonight. A tough one, but these guys, like you mentioned, they're young, and they will recover. Now they take the running back to the left side. A little bit of changing up here. Here's the snap, a quick toss down, and in and out. That could be a backward pass, and it is going to fall now down. It looks like they're going to hit him for a loss there. That's going to go back into Ashley Ridge territory around the 48, unless they say it was down, but I believe it was a backward pass behind the line of scrimmage. Professor, that should be spotted at the 48. We'll see if they uh, – well, they're going to give it to him at the other side of the 48. But, hey, either way, it's a big loss of downs, and they bring up a huge third down play for the Swamp Officers. Yeah, that definitely wasn't behind the back. What happened was it went out of bounds, and that's why they spotted it back over there. Uh, good call by the referees just now, because that was a live ball. Raiders were definitely going to be all over it, but a good head-to-head play by the wide receiver to jump back on Tom Pitt and to uh, the turnover and letting uh, the Raiders get the ball back. That brings us back now to the fourth quarter. We'll see what's going to happen. This clock going to keep on ticking and keep on running as soon as the ball snaps. And they do roll the clock. It is now under nine minutes, final quarter, fourth quarter, right here on Southern Sports Central. The network bringing it to you live. And Danny Jones, as it is the North Charleston Raiders all over the Swamp Foxes, 36 to nothing here on a big-time matchup. Game of the week coming up after this. Tossing it up and intercepted, picking it off the other way, the 40 to the 35. Count six on the board because here he goes, dancing and pressing in the end zone. It is a six-point Take six, if you will, there, professors. Now that is going to take him up just 42 to nothing here. He waited on that one. You saw his eyes watching the quarterback. He saw him going in that direction, and without doubt, right place, right time, and now he gets to celebrate the end zone. Almost definitely. Those type of passes right there that give that corner too much time to get up underneath the ball are definitely dangerous. Got in front of the offensive player, jumped up, snatched it, went and grabbed the ball, and took it back for a pick six all day long. You're not going to catch them just too fast for them. I talked about it earlier in the pregame, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it in the postgame. Go ahead and start finding that number zero down there. He seems to be one of the guys that we need to talk to. Of course, interview the coach, number one. I think one zero. Okay, that's fine. I'll let you do that part, everybody. Make sure you get to one of the coaches, and let's talk to them as they are pushing, pulling, dragging, and here comes a few flags to join the conversation. Man, they gave it to the big dog. I mean, this kid here is a massive – you ain't stopping that dude. What do you know about that guy there, Professor? Hey, listen, I've coached that young man uh, back in uh, – last year's there was a Palmetto Bowl that they had down here, and that big boy right there is somebody you do not want to get in front of. At all. all these guys have heart, but along with the heart, they have dedication, and they believe in this black and, gold, and black and silver that they wear. So listen, all you're going to get from these guys is competitiveness and dedication. 
No doubt about it. That, of course, number 72. This cat here, I don't know where he's slated to go to high school at, but I can promise you that there's a coach somewhere in the north area watching him right now. They've got a bunch of big guys on that front line. It is a very impressive front line, if you will, that is able to really, you know, give the, your quarterback a chance, your running back a chance, and your receivers a chance. It starts on that front line. You've coached for many years. We've taken you off the coaching side and brought you on the audio or, of course, the media side, man. So, for you now doing this part, you know, how interested is it for you to kind of sit back and play quarterback coach from this side? Uh, it's something that, you know, we've always done, even if we're not playing. Um, coaches always sit there and they try to dissect what's happening out on the field, what you would call, what you would do. And you try to compare yourself and see, are they going to call? Are they going to do the same thing? A little toss out right there, a little pick. Oh, so they do not convert. The Raiders do not convert. Well, you see right there, 42 to nothing. They went to the right side there, Professor, and uh, they were able to pick it off. And as they were able to pick it off, that, of course, of Ashley Ridd, we thought that they were going to be able to, uh, you know, we, we thought they were going to be able to maybe get something out of that, but unfortunately pushed out of bounds. That will bring up a 530 and counting it down. The running clock is in full motion here on the fourth quarter. It is a 42 nothing lead. The Raiders are rumbling, stumbling into a victory here. They have looked really good. They've cleaned up the mistakes that were made earlier in the first half. They had a slew of flags thrown at them for hits in the back and multiple things. But, again, it's the second game. A lot of nerves. A lot of guys trying to do maybe a little bit much, and that's okay. That's what we expect out of them. But, again, make them now. Clean them up for later, and let's play for championship things at the end of the season, as Ashley Ridge will line up to receive this one. They'll have two guys back around the 33-yard line, and we'll see if these guys can turn this thing and at least put a few points on the board. They're actually kicking this one with some toe into it, and that's going to be picked up and returned across the 25. He dances, he steps, and he's met quickly by the gray and black jerseys of the Raiders, and they drop him at the 29-yard line. And, again, 428 remaining here. In the fourth quarter, it is all Raiders all night long here in this 12U matchup. A 12U matchup, 42 nothing Raiders over the Ashley Ridge Swap Boxes. I tell you, man, you, you got to give it to, again, the Raiders who have really seems like they've done their homework this week. Uh, most definitely. The Raiders do their homework almost every week. Again, that's why I say it's one of those teams. Uh, like it's the men in black, right? Everybody wants to fight the forces up against it. They're trying to beat them. It, it's not always as easy as you think. And as you see, the change has been made, and the talk had to been brought to those guys because you have not seen one flag yet on any, pretty much on the Raiders when they had a whole bunch in the beginning. Here we go. Ashley Ray is going to spot them. They'll get the ball on their own 30, uh, looks like 29-yard line. They'll spot two receivers to the left, two to the right. They're coming from the shotgun formation and a running back to the left side. As they have most of the night heading towards the scoreboard, man in motion from left to right. There's number 22. Looks like the handoff. And here it comes up the middle, but they close the door quickly. And a feed of the Raiders is beginning to continue, I would should say, 
to haunt that of the small foxes. They're not able to really get anything going due to the fact that these doors are shutting about as fast as the wind blowing through a house with the windows open, man. It just doesn't seem like the opportunities are there for this uh, team in the gold. No, they, they really, unfortunately, can't get anything to work. So that's, that's one of those hard things going back into the halftime. And everything that she's thrown at the opposing team isn't working. So now it's time to pick up the kitchen sink, the dishwasher, the washing machine, the dryer. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you do? It's kind of a hard thing to come back from. And uh, even the heart. Look at there. There you go. See discipline. One of those things I said about mm-hmm. Fox, One thing they do have is discipline. They just jumped off sides on the Raiders. Jumped off sides. And uh, now Ashley Ridge. I mean, some real small fox. Let's see if they can move the ball a little bit down the field. They at least got to get something in or something motivated going before these last few minutes end. Yeah, hats off to the quarterback there. The cadence call very strong, very, very deep, and it's hard for these guys. The, the Raiders are, are eager to get to this quarterback and not able to hold back as now they'll break it out here. Second down, I believe, and five coming at the – 35-yard line. There's two receivers on each side. They'll hand it back to the running back. But, boy, that was not even an opportunity as number two was taken down behind the line of scrimmage. No, not even close. Uh, I really didn't expect that right now. I know that the throw probably isn't there. But me personally, being an offensive coordinator, the out route, the slant, those things were actually working because they are harder to cover in this youth league. Uh, now here at third down, it looks like a good hard seven, and we'll see what they can come up with. Clock now down to one minute. This could be one of the final plays of tonight's game. Don't forget after this, the 10-U game. Well, View Swamp Fox is trailing 42 nothing to the Raiders of North Charleston. Danny Jones, and there you go again. That cadence call is... Uh, seems to be what seems to move the ball the most for this Ashley Rich Foxes, and that is catching this team. And sometimes when you're up by a bunch, you know, you get a little bit, I don't want to use the word, maybe it's discipline. We'll stick with that word. You got to be at 24-7, though. You got to play it from the beginning to the end to the final zeros on the clock there, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. You always got to play to the end. You got to wait till there's all zeros on the clock. Um, and Swamp Fox is one of the things. This is what they do. Uh, they will keep playing. They will keep playing. You don't see any heads down. You don't see any lagging in their steps, anything like that. It's almost like they just first got out of here. So it's going to be interesting to see at the end if they still, unfortunately, they're going to hold their heads high. Like I said, you go back Monday and you come back with another plan and hopefully execute it then. Well, I tell you what, that would do it for tonight's uh, 12U game. And I know we're going to get you with the head coach of the winning team in just a second, as well as the player of the game, which we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. That is a final in the 12U game here as the teams will walk across the field and socially distance themselves with uh, a little bit of high fives from a distance. And then, of course, uh, go back to the drawing boards, of course, for both teams. One, of course, coming in with a victory tonight. Now they'll go to 2-0, and and that is – the likes of the North Charleston Raiders, the home team, and Danny Jones' team here will now improve to a very impressive win. On the other side, it's the 
Ashley Ridge Swamp Foxes who are going to be going back and looking at the film and just trying to figure out what they need to do. And, you know, sometimes you give it all you got and it's just not your day. You know, that's part of life. That's part of what, you know, we see from time to time, Professor. But, you know, uh, this team right here, this 12U team out of North Charleston, I got to tell you, they're a team to reckon with going forward because they have got some players. And you see them dabbing up a little bit with the – Ten you guys that are going to hang out for the coin toss. I'm not sure. Have you caught up with a coach, a player there, Professor? What you got, buddy? Yeah, we're coming down to them right now as they come off the field. We're definitely going to catch up with that number one. Uh, he was kind of exciting to watch tonight and definitely something that I guarantee we will see in the future. We always let the coaches go ahead and have their say, talk with the players, give them that, uh, that last-minute pep talk, and let them leave tonight with a heck of a win. 42 to nothing. Hey, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Somebody had to be putting in some work. Yeah, they definitely did put in some work. We're going to be in just a few minutes talking to the winning coach of the North Charleston Raiders, who wins big 42 to nothing. 42 nothing. They improved to 2 and 0. And we'll have our player of the game. Our player of the game brought to you by, of course, uh, the Southern Sports Central Network right here on Southern Sports Central. And don't forget, tomorrow night, the professor, you can listen to his show right here on the same network. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, three solid hours. And i got to be quite frank with you. It's going to be a jam-packed show with a lot of interviews from the coaches, from players, from hopefully the parents. Who knows? Maybe even a grandma or two will check in and let us know what's happening around. Again, it's not just for the Charleston, the low country. This is for the entire state of South Carolina. So if you're in Columbia, you're in Greenville, Sumter, anywhere else, that you're playing in this South Carolina Youth Football Association League. We want to hear from you uh, on the matter. Now, again, we're waiting uh, here in just a minute to see if we can get in here with uh, our player of the game. I'm hoping in just a few minutes we'll, we'll get some conversation with the guys who uh, come out with a big victory here, Professor. Yeah, most definitely, Rich. Um, they did come out with a big win. Now comes on. We we might have to we might have to postpone it. I might have to do it live. But the day you getting ready to start, and you know this is what we're here for. This is what everybody came to see. Uh, we're walking down. I might catch you here in a minute. Go ahead and let's start and introduce this thing you. All right, so here we go. What's going to happen now? You'll get the 10U team coming up here next for our game of the week, the finale, the nightcap here on Southern Sports Central. We'll have a nine-minute quarter for four quarters. And now what happens if they get that lead like they did in the last game? It'll be a running clock. And when that happens, of course, the game seems to move just a little bit faster. Now, this game right here has a really good twist to it. They are a very, very high, and I would say big-time, big-time expectations for both of these two programs, not just here locally in the low country, but also around the state. And uh, when they start to kind of look at this, when uh, Jay Williams originally talked to me about these teams playing, he was like, we're going to move the 10 new game to the final game, and I want you to see what you can do to maybe catch up uh, some of the other ones. And I said, well, you know what? I won't announce that we're going to play the 12 new game, but what we will do, what we will do is surprise our listening base for checking in early with a surprise out of that. We mentioned this earlier. It was a jamboree to remember last night. It was another sign that high school football is right around the corner. And in Monk's Corner, it was just that. It was eight local teams took part in the scrimmage action. Some, of course, under the lights in front of a crowd for the first time this season. All eight schools. 
part of the South Carolina High School League, which, of course, opens regular season this Friday night. Less than a week away, you'll see all that going on. Now, season school started three weeks ago, so they're actually running wide open on that side. But it was, of course, a very, I would say, impressive performance by a lot of teams. Schools that were involved in the scrimmage included Berkeley, Andrews, Ended up in a scoreless battle there, 0-0. Strasser taking down Hennahan, Goose Creek, and Collison County. That one, to me, was a very shocking. I think the score was 14-14, but it did end in a tie. Watch out for Collison County this year. Very, very impressive performance there. Kane Bay and Phillip Simmons also were in a battle last night as well. The attendance was capped at 2,000 fans with mass required and social distance encouraged. We'll get more to some of that. I talked to the Andrews coach earlier today, who he was very pleased with his performance. Defensively, for them to slow down the likes of Berkeley in front of their home crowd and not let not one point anywhere on the board could speak volumes of a team last year that was knocked out of the playoffs early in the two-way battle after they played Oceanside looking for redemption, looking for opportunity. And uh, we'll see what they have as I believe they open up Friday night against Marion. Coach uh, over there was very excited at Andrews to finally get that next step. And as we continue to update you on some of the other action, uh, we could possibly have a live game high school action on Thursday night right here on Southern Sports Central. So stay tuned for some programming news. Well, it looks like we're about underway here. Danny Jones for the nightcap here. Ten new teams going to battle out from Ashley Ridge to North Charleston here as the Raiders are going to kick it off first. Two guys back to set this one up and to return it for that of the swap boxes. They tried the onside kick. It was very successful on the 12U, but not so fast, my friends, on the 10U. And now that will bring up a first down and 10 for Ashley Ridge. The swap boxes. Got to come out for the first time tonight on the offensive side of the ball. They'll spot the ball on the red hash mark at the 48-yard line. They're heading towards the scoreboard. Again, the clock will stop unless the, the point spread gets to be a little out of hand. They'll have the running clock going as we did in the last game. Again, tip of the cap to both teams that just played out of 12U. I got to give it to Ashley Ridge, who ran on and off the field from the first snap to the final snap. Here we go now, leading into... They're going to bring him back in here, and there they go. Lined up the clock, and it's 8.57 in the first quarter. Exciting news that we, of course, are going to be at next week's game. We'll wait for Jay Williams. I'm going to try to get Jay Williams to come up and and hang out with us here a little bit at some point tonight. Maybe, Spencer, I'll have you go over there and check in with him. Ashley Ridge takes it. From the snap, they're in the shotgun formation. Quarterback keeper, he'll go across the middle of the field and finally brought down around the 50-yard line. Nope, they're going to give him right at the 50. So he picked up three on the carry, second down and seven. Second and seven here as they are now 8-20, 0-0 on the clock, opening up here. want to give uh, a big thank you to Jay Williams, to the entire coaching staff of the North Charleston Raiders. The hospitality has been incredible. Nothing like hanging out in the press box. Here's the snap, and there's the keeper. It's going to go across the 45, and he gets the first down after being knocked down at the 42-yard line. And like that, Ashley Ridge is moving towards the end zone. Move the chain. 7.56 remaining here in the first quarter. Still 0-0. Game one was won by 8U of the Ashley 
Ridge Swamp Foxes, game two with 12U, won by the North Charleston Raiders. And this one is the rubber match. Who wins this one gets bragging rights on the weekend. We will catch up with the coaches and players at some point here tonight. Asher Ridge breaks the huddle. One receiver to the left, coming from the shotgun. It's a keeper. 86 goes across. He's got wheels. There he goes on first down and a lot more. He jets back out to the sideline, and he's got it down the sideline. 5-4-3-2-1, touchdown. Ashley Ridge, give it to him. They do. 6 nothing. Ashley Ridge on the board early. And I got to tell you, that kid has got some very impressive skills as he's able to get around. He saw the guy coming on the inside, and he just cut out. And as he was able to get to the sideline, off to the races, that looked like a track meet that nobody wanted to be a part of. So 6 nothing. 721 in under two minutes. They put it on the board early and making a statement as they get the ball first. We'll wait and see if they're able to put two more on the board. Man, I love it. After a very, I would say, stagnant game for the offense at the 12U, and that happens, you quickly see this young 8U, excuse me, 10U team come out here ready to battle early. Coming out of the huddle as they do. 721 remaining. It's nothing here. Danny Jones. Darrell King was up here early. You guys remember his days in the Gamecocks. He went to George Military College. Also played in the league. He played for the Giants and a few other teams. I believe he traveled across the board into Canada. Ashy Ridge. Here's the keeper. Can he get in? Stumbling, bubbling, and in there goes. Eight nothing. And like that, they put. Eight on the board, 721 remaining here in the first quarter. We're going to take a quick break, get a little bit of fluids, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on the Southern Sports Central Network. Game of the week for the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Guys, don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. 721. I was corrected here, and I'm always the first to tell you if I'm wrong, I'm going to make it right. And that is that the Raiders actually won game one and game two. So they're going for a clean sweep tonight in their backyard as they welcome in the Swamp Foxes in style. They are trailing a 8 nothing, 721 in the first quarter. So meets Levis. And in and out of the hands and into the Raiders' hands it goes. The kickoff goes across the 40, and now they'll be tackled around the 42-yard line. They'll spot this ball probably around midfield. And, uh, again, a lot of excitement here. Beautiful night of football. Man, the lights are on, and nobody's home because they're here. Well, you're home or wherever you may be roaming in the, the state, around the country listening to our game here tonight. Again, don't miss any of the action. We will come to you live on a game of the week. We'll venture around the low country waiting to find out where we're going next week. I might as well go ahead and 
text the old commissioner over there, Jay Williams, and find out where he's going to put me to work next week. The Raiders break it out there. They've got a quarterback from the shotgun. It's a keeper. Up the middle he goes, and he's going across midfield. He's still stomping his feet. 40, 35, 33, and he's finally drug out the 32-yard line. And i got to tell you, when you watch the way he busted out of there, ran downhill from the time he touched the ball, he gets a huge, huge pickup. And that will be a first and ten for the Raiders, who are trading eight and up in 654. Spot the ball around the 33-yard line, dead center of the field. They're heading towards the pool. If you're familiar with Danny Jones, you know exactly which way we're going. Clock starts at 654 as soon as they blow the whistles for maybe a timeout was given or something there. We'll try to get in touch with the commissioner here in just a minute have him check in and kind of see what he's got going on. But a beautiful night for football, and it is so good to be back in the stadium. Don't forget, we uh, will be having a show tomorrow night. That will be with the commissioner. He'll be recapping all of the action of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Jay Williams will join him, as he always does, at 630. We'll talk about the wins and the losses from across the way. We'll try to catch in and – See what we can get in here in just a few. 6.54. Bought the ball and moved the ball as the Raiders are back up on the line of scrimmage. Good time. First and 10. They're trailing an 8-0 first quarter. They're looking for the play on the sideline. They look over towards home side and this 10-U team looking to respond back with some points. There's the whistles blown, and the clock begins to tick-tock. There you go. Big man across the middle. There he goes, maybe yard two. They're saying fumble. Let's see what we got. Ball's on the ground, and it's going the other way. Like that. Helmet to lever, and it ends up in a turnover. And now what was a very motivational drive has now become a first and ten going the other way, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. This is one of those games I keep telling everybody, you cannot take it for granted. You cannot sleep on any team any given Saturday. They're out here to make it happen. Uh, they're going after the number one team. North Charles is the number one team right now. They're sitting on top. So hopefully they don't think that they don't have to put in any extra work. Because Swamp Park, they're actually putting in that extra work to try to get that W. Yes, they are. Now, if you get a chance, I'm willing for you to get one of these young guys. If you want to talk to them on the air tonight, that's fine. These other guys will keep you posted, but uh, we'll stay tuned to that. Here goes a quarterback keeper, and it's all the way across midfield. He's still on his feet. He's drug out around. No, he didn't hit midfield. Checked out. He's at the 48 of his own. But I got to be honest with you, that direct snap of that young man is a recipe for success or disaster. It depends what side of the field you're on. Because, again, you look at the speed. You look at the discipline, that's the word of the night, and that's always going to be the word of the night when you're talking youth football because it's discipline that will win you games and it's discipline that will lose you games as we're at 615, 8-0. Ball spot in the middle of the field at the 48. Snap it there. Here comes a little guy across the 48, 50, and he's across the 45. Of the, now the Raiders move the Canes. That should be enough for a first down. We'll see where they spot the ball. I think they're going to mark him a little bit short there, Professor. Yeah, I think he's going to be about – it looks to be about three yards short right now, Rich. 
Um, and like you said, discipline is the number one thing. And all these guys are doing is what they're supposed to be and what they're taught. And that's just move the ball. It's only second down. Second down and two? I don't know what coach wouldn't want to take that. I have three chances, at least another two chances, to get that ball across that line. Here's a quick one to the big man, number six. They're having a problem drinking him down. He steps over one, steps over two. He's got a first down. He's still trucking. He's still moving. They're going to spot the ball. Hopefully they give him forward progress. That should be enough for a first down. But i got to be honest, man, number six looks like a linebacker, but he uh, he's able to hopefully push enough for a first down. We'll see if they move the chain. Waiting to see what they're going to do. There's a man trying to get down. Unfortunately, Richie, they're moving the chains, but it's going the opposite way. I believe oh. that was ball on the ground, and the NC Raiders have the ball first down. So they don't stop the they don't stop them with forward motion. They kept letting them push and pull, and it is going to be a turnover. So they're going to move things around, and there will be first and ten after Ashley Ridge is able to get the ball. They give it right back on the ground. So what was first and 10 one way? It's now first and 10 on the other direction with 4.50 remaining here in the first quarter. Eight nothing. Beautiful night for football and a Saturday night matinee. 10U football at its best right here on Southern Sports Central coming at you on the network. The Raiders going to set this one up. Looks like they like a lot of under the center here as they go. I formation. Receiver to the far side on the visitor side. The Raiders are marching towards the pool. Seems like a cannonball into six points. And they are going to run it all the way across. It looks they're finally able to get him down, tugging and pulling. But they give him three yards with a flag on the field there. Yeah, most definitely. You know, the flags have been coming out a little bit more right here at towards the end of this first quarter. It's going to be interesting with this game of the week being the way and the intensity and the hype that it is, the underdogs of the Swamp Fox, nobody wants to be considered the underdogs. So now you're going to fight like a dog to come all the way back and try to create an upset that if you do, will change the whole concept of this division. Yeah, definitely there. As we now look at a 419, the clock has stopped. They've uh, evidently there's a penalty put in place there because they've moved them back behind the line of scrimmage. It will be first and 15 from the 40 of their own. The Raiders still marching towards the pool. And Ashley Ridge has a man deep back. and He's going to push him all the way back, and they lost the downs. They're still wrapping him up, and they pull up there. And, again, it's kind of a – it seemed like nobody was on the same page on that play. One guy went left. The other one went right. Quarterback was looking for him. But somewhere, a breakdown of communication there, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. You know, when they start doing that, similar to what they did in that last game in that 12U, right, that east to west start running, it really tells you that there's definitely miscommunication amongst the team on what the play was or what was not supposed to be. It really causes havoc. And last game we saw it, after that, there was laundry on the field. This time, it just creates a heck of a loss, probably almost a loss of 10 yards, if not more, on that play. That will definitely hurt the Raiders and bring you the wrong direction in a bad position. Yeah, they do. 345 remaining, a huge loss of doubt, and that's going to bring up a very interesting second down in forever. Well, guess what? We've got a, about three minutes and 45 seconds here in the 
first quarter. Eight nothing is the score. They spot the ball on the thirty five yard line of the Raiders. So they're battling out of the trenches here looking to do something, trying to get something. Again, you mentioned they're the number one team coming in here. They're highly Highly taunted and definitely a team that everybody's been talking about. This was something that you and I talked about throughout the week, comparing notes, getting ready for this big game coming up tonight. And it was a factor of the speed. But we saw speed in the 8U. We saw speed in the 12U. And, and we're still seeing that same type of speed. But the difference is it seems like Ashley Ridge, this seems to be their fastest team on the field tonight as well. As here comes the Raiders. They set the ball up now. And it's going to be a long second down. Hey, they got him to jump there, Professor. That's a great job. We talked about that in the last game. Yeah, most definitely. They they turned around. They got a little taste of their own medicine on that one. The discipline went towards the Raiders. Uh, they actually gained a few more yards out of, off of that bad play. Now we'll see what they're doing. That's what that speed for speed. You're exactly right. North Carolina Raiders have speed. But somehow, Swamp Fox are matching it spot for spot. There they are, and now you look to see a huge third down play will be put in place. But, you know, it has become, uh, you know, and we say this a lot of times uh, on the Friday night level, this for coaches is a chess match. You're trying to see what the guy on one side is going to do on the other side. And sometimes you play the game in the first half to balance it out in the second half. What you can get done or what you need to do on adjustments is, is going to play a big role. Third down and long, and there you go. We'll see who jumped, and it might have been an offensive guy there, and it is. It's the right side of the offensive line. He jumped first, so they will move him back another five yards. Yeah, it's, and that's when it, back, it backfired. When you try to do it again, it turned around and it backfired on him. Now they're a third and what looks to be about another 20 yards to try to make it to that first down. It's one of those positions that you don't want to put yourself into. Yep, there's another flag. So this segment brought to you by Tide. Of course, they're your local. <laughs> I tell you, this is one of those ones where, again, there's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of expectations. These are 10-year-old young men, by the way. Let's keep that in mind as well with 3.02 remaining in the first quarter. 8 nothing lead right now for that of, of course, Ashley Ridge. The Swamp Fox is looking for an upset here on the road tonight. They wind the clock up with under three minutes remaining. Spots the ball around the 20-yard line, and it is second and forever. Here's a bad snap, and it's going to roll out to the home side, and they meet up with a bunch of those gold helmets. And now it's a fourth down play, and now with 2.46 and counting it down, you see this momentum. You see this expectation. You just really kind of maybe need to pull these guys to the side and just, hey, look. We're not playing our football. We're not playing what we've played to get the recognition that we've been getting. Let's go back to the basics. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like you said before with that last game, uh, going back to the plan A is definitely one of those things that they should do. Um, whatever they're trying isn't working. Even though it is 8 nothing, and the Raiders are down, it's still one of those things that you just got to go back and uh, regroup get away from these penalties, get away from this bad field position, and uh, get these guys to stop getting frustrated. You can tell you can tell the difference between the two teams. You look at the NC Raiders motion. You look at the Somerville Swamp Fox motion, how they're moving on up the field. Look at the guys running off the field. 
They're getting substituted, and they're literally running off the field. That is discipline in itself, and that's one heck of an organization to teach that. So we'll see what they counteract on it now. Well, the Raiders decided to punt it off, and in the 10 years, they walk it off 25 yards. That puts it on the 50-yard line. One receiver to the left side and running back. It's a snap for that number 86. Here he goes across midfield to the 45, all the way across first down, and maybe to the line he goes. We'll see. They're going to run the clock still. He stayed inbound. Very close to the first down. They'll spot him at the 41. He needed the 40. Great job. That young man, I believe it's number 86 there, he has an incredible second, third, and fourth gear, and he kind of clicks it. We saw that in the uh, in the 8U game, right, where a young man just kind of stepped it into another gear, and that kid right there is definitely a kid that you're going to have to make adjustments to as long as he's Back in the backfield playing quarterback. It's a wild cat. Here he goes again. He's coming our way across the 40. Steps across the first down, and he's still on his feet. Drug down around the 35-yard line, and that's a first down. Clock continues to move with 112. They are leading 8 nothing. The Swamp Foxes with the ball on the middle. Well, they're going to spot it in the middle of the field. They'll move the chains, and they'll continue to run this clock as it is winding down at the end of the first quarter. I don't know if you saw this unfolding the way it is, and I expect a lot of adjustments at the half, but we still got another quarter before we get there. Yeah, most definitely. I don't think anybody really uh, seen this coming. It's one of those things where now, again, you have to adjust. You have to adjust to just You can't ever think that you're going to come in and just walk over any team out here inside this division, inside this league. Um, it's going to be interesting conversation that we're going to hear. I'm going to try to get in there and see what they do say at halftime with the NC Raiders and where and why they're making these mistakes and what they're going to do to come back. Yeah, I tell you what, right there during that, they had a reverse play. They were trying to keep 86 in play. They handed it off to one of their other backs. He ran to the visitor's side. Coming back, sweeping this way was number 86 for that reverse. But nobody was fooled as the discipline became the conversation as the linebacker stayed in place and was able to get him for a tackle for loss. And it was one of the first tackle for losses of the night. And that will end the first quarter. And it's been all conversations for the guys in gold. An 8 nothing lead for a 10U program out of the swap boxes of Ashley Ridge. They make that trip from Somerville down I-26 and land at Danny Jones and will celebrate at least a first quarter, I would say, win there, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. I'm coming up. It's going to be real interesting. I'm going to try to slide over here real quick. We'll be right back. I'm going to try to slide over here and see what they have to say inside that NC Raiders there you go. So we'll find out what's going on. Jay Williams is out on the field, I believe, doing some Facebook Live. You know, again, the exposure that these young men are getting and some of the young ladies, because I don't have a roster in front of me, but I'm sure there's a few leagues, a few teams out here that have a few of the ladies playing on it. Of course, they are the cheerleaders over there on the other side and the parents that have made the trip and the parents that have just come down the road here to support the community that has come in here to support Again, it's it's a refreshing feeling. I don't like to say that we're going back to what we used to. I think that's something that we don't need to do. I think we need to go into the new normal, the new things, maybe do things a little bit differently. And uh, it, it seems like we're in motion here as the clock will begin here with uh, 
the second quarter. Ashley Ridge wins round one, eight nothing. Here's the snap, and they finally have figured out how to get this young man, number 86, but he makes a pay. He goes around one, round two, and slides across the knees around the 30-yard line. He stayed in bounds. That keeps the clock moving. And what looked to be a loss of five ends up being a maybe gain of six. We could be looking at a third down and six, third down and four. And again, I can promise you, Shane Fiddler, if you're listening here, Coach, you want to keep your eyes on that roster. Number 86 seems to have what it takes to continue. Let's build them up into the next level. Out here, seeing what's going on. They definitely see that young man moving the ball. The move, shaking baits and cuts, and keeping his shoulders square the whole time. That's coaching 101 right there. No doubt about that. As here's the snap up the middle. Could be close to the first down marker. They're going to be just about a yard shy. We'll get them two yards shy. That should bring up a fourth down and two. With what they have at number 86 and a few other guys in the back, I'm almost thinking they're going to get this thing up and moving. But my question is, why not a hurry-up offense here? You've got the guys not with their hands on their hips, but definitely, you know, they, they've had to move probably a little bit more right here than you've seen in, in some of the other games that they've played in. Ashley Ridge have adjusted well. they got the big man. By the way, number six is quarterback position. He looks like a linebacker. I believe he plays both sides of the ball. And they jump. Oh, Ashley Ridge jumps the discipline on that far side wide receiver. Couldn't hold back enough, and that should be five the other way. So what was now fourth and two? Now we're looking at fourth and seven. Yeah, most definitely. They, they jumped and got a little too anxious. I definitely agree with you, Rich. This would be one of those times, uh, as a coach looking on, that I would go to that hurry up. I would definitely go to that hurry up and see what I can do to make it work. Um, at least call two or three plays at a time and try to let it slide on through. Well, they're going to go for this one with that big 86 in the backfield. They're going to get it. They're going to call his number. He's coming to the home side. Down the sideline he goes, races across. He's still on his feet. Did he get enough? Let's see where they spot the ball. I think they do. They moved those chains. And number 86 working on that player of the game conversation, Professor, and they're waiting to see if they're going to move it. And they do. First and 10 after a huge Nine-yard gain. He needed seven. He got nine. And that will make a first and ten. They'll spot the ball. It looks like somewhere around the, again, trying to see the numbers here, the 25-yard line heading towards the scoreboard on the right hash mark. 6.43 remaining in the second quarter. Eight-nothing is the lead for that of Ashley Ridge's 10-U team. Wide receivers to the left. Rolling out number 80. There he goes. He twists and turns, and he ends up picking up a few yards there. We'll see now what second down brings up there. Professor, you see these young men moving as well as you have. You've watched all these young guys kind of doing this for the last couple of years. This year, not coaching, but know these young men very well. Of course, what you do over there with Voice Sports and us all working together as one here going forward, man, uh, are you? What is the thing you're surprised the most so far with six minutes left here in the second quarter? Is Asher Ridge is up eight nothing and marching towards the end zone? I'm surprised that they're not going for the throw. Uh, I'm really surprised that they're not going for the gusto and taking advantage of the conditioning. And now they call a timeout. 
I don't know. I had a rhythm going. It got stopped. So maybe this is the best thing to do. Call the timeout, regroup, get the kids back together, get them on that possession part, and, and let's see if we just can't punch one in and uh, start digging a hole and see if we can't put the Raiders in it. Well, I'm almost willing to send you over there with Jay Williams, the commissioner. He's doing a Facebook Live, man. You got to see if you can go stand by him and do it from the field. That'd be kind of a neat angle as well. Let's take a quick break. It is Ashley Ridge with the lead here in the second quarter, 547 remaining, 8 nothing. As we're coming to you live from Danny Jones, the complex here in North Charleston that puts out athletes year after year, and nothing has stopped since day one. We'll be right back. You're listening to South Carolina Youth Football Association football right here on Southern Sports Central. Don't go anywhere. The bad boys are wrestling. Test the competition, win the war, that's their mission. Not no mercy, see the race like the streets. If you don't know, you better find out the Welcome back, everybody, here. And just like that, we come back from break and excited to introduce himself to the quarterback as one of the defensive players from North Charleston and the Raiders encroachment here. So that will be a five yard walk off and very close to giving them a first down. So it should now be, I believe, second and a few yards. So second, and we'll give it two. Ball spotted close to the 20. Handoff up the middle, he goes. He'll fall. He's still on his feet. Great job there, chopping his feet. That's one thing you love about these young athletes. They're eager. They've been kind of caged in for the summer, so they're ready to bust out of these cages and get some conversation going about what they can do. You know, if uh, you're in that Somerville area, they go back to school on Monday. So this conversation can be had now in the classrooms as much as at the house and on the Internet because they're going through what is a hybrid schedule. We'll talk some about that possibly throughout tonight. Getting back to uh, what we used to do, I guess you should say. And I'm a little nervous about that. We'll, we'll save some of that for another show. But, you know, I, I kind of like having the kids. I get moms and dads have to, to watch them at home. I understand some of that. But I'm just worried about getting them all together in a classroom, in a hallway. And here's the rushing. Just like that, they rush the line quickly. And there's a flag. Professor, you're down on that end, man. What does it look like? Well, there it goes. Is that a holding? I didn't even see the play got off. Couldn't really tell what that call was. Uh, we'll try to get with the sidelines. I know the clock is still running. You got four minutes. Really isn't a rush. Um, I think they missed that opportunity for that rush earlier. So now we'll see what they try to do. They bring them in around to the right side. Only gain about one, maybe two yards. Um, I think they've missed their window for the rush. The quick offense can't happen now. Now it's about coming in, gets about four or five plays, and try to punch it in there for a touchdown. You know, I'm looking at where the ball is marked, and I'm seeing the chains are down. So, usually that's a red zone situation. Uh, and, again, I'll look more into it. Maybe you can kind of get over that way and look. I, I never thought that they made it inside the tent, but maybe they did here. Did they? I'm getting confirmation from the press box up here. They did get in there. So, it is a first. It is now second and goal. So, here's the march up here and uh, pushing, pulling, dragging, and dragging him down finally. Looking for a spot here, Professor. I may need to get you down there a little bit, the – Lighting from here to there, not as 
easy to see with the shadows on the field. It looks like it will bring up a third down and goal somewhere, possibly at the five-yard line or ten-yard line. Yeah, you're right. It's on the eight-yard line down here, and it's going to get real trench-like with these linemen and all because, you know, that's all they have to do is punch it in. And I think they start taking the air out of the balloon of the Raiders if the Swamp Fox get it in there. I tell you, they're rushing back to the line. And for me, don't go to the hole. Go straight to the line. And here comes a timeout, Ashley Ridge. Oh, Ashley Ridge. Instead of uh, rushing to the line, the offensive coordinator not liking what he sees. They say three minutes, 20 seconds remaining. If you're listening to this broadcast and you're a mom and dad want one of these young all-American athletes to listen to this broadcast. You just hit this link when we're over, and it goes right back to the beginning. It goes to the archives. That's one of the great things about what we do here is that sometimes we understand. You might not get a chance. But while Junior's sitting back home doing his chores tomorrow, give him the opportunity with a set of headphones and let him listen to his name get called out or his number get called out on the radio. Again, I want to thank Jay Williams and everybody here at Danny Jones facility for the five-star hospitality. The food was great. The atmosphere is incredible, and the talent is five-star. Cheerleaders are screaming on the sidelines, and the parents are on their feet. The whistle blows, and at 320, Ashley Ridge snaps the ball. Give it to the little guy. Up the middle he goes. He's in the end zone, and like that, it's a touchdown. Touchdown, Ashley Ridge. The Swamp Foxes are going to put on six more points. So 14 nothing. Professor, that guy right there is definitely working for that player of the game. I think most definitely. And you know what I was going to say, Rich? When Swamp Fox turned around and called the timeout, and one thing you notice, every time they call a timeout, like they did when we thought they were going to do the hurry up, a big play follows. And there was no different. A big play follows, and that's what putting it in. Now they're up 14 nothing, looking for the two-point conversion. Yes, they are. It is a 14 nothing, 314 remaining. And do they get in? They did. Just like that, 16 nothing. So the Swamp Foxes have come to battle in the final game of the night, the game of the week, the game that we're actually here to call. The other one was a bonus factor. And that, of course, was the 12U and uh, very, well, somewhat similar. You saw the Raiders dominate that game. This game has been all but the Swamp Foxes. A lot of momentum coming in here. And you see the conversations on the sidelines, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, it is without doubt a game here tonight on the road as we are live at Danny Jones in North Charleston. Glad to have you listening along. Don't forget, next week we'll be back at it again. The question is, where or oh, where will we land here in Radio And Of course, uh, last week, the game of the week was at Ashley Ridge. They played Woodland, the professor. Southern Sports Central Rec. Of course, uh, he carries that flag along with his flag at Boys Sports. He'll be doing his show tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Professor, you got a big show tomorrow night, buddy. Yeah, most definitely. You know, Rich, we always give you the breakdown of what happens throughout this Saturday. We'll get the scores. We'll get the leads, uh, MVPs. Hopefully, we can start getting some of these young kids to call in and doing their interviews over there. From 6 to 9, you know, we're always inside the lab on Saturday. The Southern Sports Central, and it is always a pleasure. Boys Sports has been nothing, nothing but gracious 
for the platform that you have provided for us. Well, man, it's all one team, one dream, brother. We run this thing together, man. I can't say enough how excited I'm about getting you and all the guys and girls that come with you guys. That's what makes us better together, right? It's the same vision, the same goal, and we're all cruising down Ocean Boulevard in the same direction. It might be in different cars from time to time, but we're still cruising down on a Saturday night here in North Charleston, a beautiful night for football. The crowd is here. We're going to take a break during halftime. We'll play some music for you so that you can stretch your legs, grab you some popcorn, get you some soda pop. If you were here, you could get some of that five-star tie and ice, but you're not. Well, you might be. If you're over there on the other side or here on this side, walk down to the entrance and grab yourself a nice cold a tie and ice. And there goes an offside. It looks like that's going to go possibly against the Raiders. So they get their own man to jump there with the hard cadence. Kind of went the other way there. 248 remaining. A 16 nothing lead for the Swap Foxes. They're the quarterback. I'd like to say the Wildcat or the, the Wild Swap Fox is uh, running all over the field here. This cat has definitely earned the conversation. Clock continues to talk at 6. 235 and going down. Half time coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll bring you the second half right after that. Here are the Raiders coming across the 40 to the 45. He'll break 50. Oh, and he see rolls over one of the ridge young men, and he jumps up, runs back to the huddle. If it was hard to see these numbers during the day, you know it's impossible to see it at night with the Raiders. They say, don't worry about my number. Just make sure you count the points when we land in the end zone. 218 remaining in the second quarter. It is all Ashley Ridge, 16 nothing. Coming to you live from Danny Jones, North Charleston. We mentioned there are three major high schools up in the Somerville. And, of course, you've got Berkeley, Goose Creek. And I'm talking about the schools that have still been here since forever and ever. Danny Jones is one of those type of facilities that's been here for a long, long, long time. And I bet if I went and found a Hall of Fame wall somewhere over there, in the sports complex, it would have a lot of guys that have done a lot of things. And not only the guys, but the ladies. They have, without doubt, put out some athletes in this area. Here's a quick snap. They're going to give a nice block around the corner. He's still on his feet. He's still pushing and clawing. He's still getting a good block. Great job by his leading blocker getting him out there. And at 137, we'll see if he stops the clock. They're all going to stop in there. Looks like he finally got out of bounds. Great play there by, of course, the running back, but I got to give it to his lead blocker, man. He kept blocking, he kept leading, he kept doing what he needed to do to get it going. They'll wind the clock up with the 134. 16 nothing. Swap Foxes with the lead, and they're charging. That is the Raiders towards the end zone. First down. They've been coming from an I formation through most of the night. They still have the same format. One of the guys in the back moved. They didn't pick it up, but that's all right. Here comes up the middle, and he stopped. 115 and counting. We'll get under one minute under this play. Big night for action here. Final game of today. These guys have hosted six ball games tonight. The field looks great. We've had a lot of rain all week, but you got to give it to the ground crew. These guys have definitely kept up with this turf and made sure that this ground was made to play. And it is definitely upheld here throughout the evening. Under a minute we go. 16 nothing. Ashley Ridge coming up halftime. In a bad snap, and they're going to 
Finally tackling behind the 50 at the 48. And that should probably take us to halftime. They'll stop the clock, actually. Timeout Raiders. So the Raiders are going to call a timeout. So we'll wait and hang out just a little bit here. Waiting to see what's going on with 33 seconds. 16 nothing. Ashley Ridge with the lead, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. You know I had to go. Sorry, I stepped out for a minute. I had to go out and find out the name. That is Mr. Franklin Fogel from Ashley Ridge over there with all those. So you know most definitely we're going to get him on some and try to see what that is all about, where he learned it, who teaches him, find out his workout plan, what he eats for breakfast, because whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing, it's working right here tonight. Yeah, you're watching and waiting to see kind of what's happening here. As, uh, we we look for 33 seconds remaining, 33 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. 16 nothing is the score for Ashley Ridge. These guys uh, came to play. These guys came to play for sure tonight, and this should be, could be, and might be the final play of the second half here in our finale of the night. A lot of young kids here running around, and, again, it's a beautiful sound. And they are going to go to what is known as the victory formation during, I believe, a final game. But I believe they're just going to run the clock out here. We'll wait and see. Very similar. Nope, they kind of spread out a little bit. Never mind. Check that. Bad snap again. Quarterback takes it up, runs into a guy, and is dropped immediately. And that should take us to the half. Let's do it. Let's take it here. Whoop, nope, another timeout for the Raiders. Professor, your thoughts on calling a timeout here with 24 seconds? And, uh, I'm trying to remember, did the Raiders get the ball in the third quarter? I believe they do get the ball in the third quarter. I believe they did kick off. Uh, it's very likely that they did. Just a simple reason that it's Coach Anton, and that's what he does. Uh, with the 24 seconds, again, that's Coach Anton over there. I see Coach Booker inside the huddle with them, too. Coming up with something to get the ball moving. You can't really count them out. I understand it's 16 nothing, but in football, 16 points is only one touchdown away from just getting somebody hyped up. If Swamp Fox stay the way that they're supposed to and the coaches go back over there and they get these boys amped up one more time, I think there's going to be a change in the air tonight when it comes to the Swamp Fox. And they're going to wind the clock up with 24 seconds remaining here in the second quarter, 16 nothing, and that's – it's going to be a pass play. Down the sideline, he goes in the hand. No, sir. He dropped it there at the final, but he hit his hands there. And, again, that was 18 seconds remaining. Good play call, good execution, but just right off the fingertips, Professor. Yeah, most definitely great play call. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's first down. Now, is that is that the turnover? No, that should be that's going to be a good question, and it is. That was the fourth down. That was first down towards the Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox now take over. So that was a heck of a chance to take. And you're right. I think I would have been taking a knee, let that time run out, let my guy catch their win, and try to come back in the second half with a little something else. Well, now you'll wait and see, does that happen for Ashley Ridge? Do they see an opportunity here? Do they put that young man that's been the elusive back, he's able to get around the corners, he's able to become what is a football player in the backfield and a track field guy on the sideline, and we'll see if they bring him out. If you see his number in the back, you can promise you he's going to do something 
uh, pretty special here. But for me, watching how long these guys are having a conversation, it looks like they're going to do something a little creative. And you see the Raiders coaches have now met out with their guys in the circle and said, hey, look, these guys are definitely not going to lay down. We're not going to tote, you know, this thing into the half like maybe, well, we might should have. But here's the thing. It's 18 seconds. That's eternity in football. You and I know that. We've seen this happen multiple times where they try to freeze kickers and they try to do certain things. You know, they say two minutes of football is sometimes longer than the original beginning of a quarter. And that's what we're going to see here now because – and I don't know how many timeouts actually Ridge has, but I believe they've got a couple for sure in their pockets. Yeah, most definitely. You take these last few seconds, Rich, and you try to make something happen because you never know. You turn around, you get a touchdown right here. Hey, you turn around, the ball, you get offense back out there, you do what you have to do. I think Swamp Fox is going to try to play it easy and go into the halftime still up. Well, we say that, but they're leaning towards, and there you go. That should cover it all the way to the end zone, and excuse me, to the end of the first half. So here we go from Danny Jones. It is. Two quarters in the books, and it's a 16-0 lead for Ashley Ridge. The Swamp Foxes are looking for an upset on the road. The nightcap, the game of the week. Oh, don't go anywhere. More Southern Sports Central coming to you next right here on the network of Southern Sports Central, guys. Don't go anywhere. You're such a sight to see. You're the girl for me. You set my soul apart, filling my heart with one desire, wanting to be with you. You could make a blind man see. You could make a crippled man walk You could make The quietest man in the world Talk you, Nobody else will do Every little boy in town Won't have get his arms around you, 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 For no one else will do But you Yes, you got me going favorite and tape over you. One 
Yes, you got me going aim with it, aim over you. Welcome back, everybody. So we're live here in the press box, and who better to interview a guy that's been sitting up here watching all these young guys, not just tonight, but he's been watching this stuff for a long, long time. So without further ado, let me bring in Coach Terry. Coach, uh, we, we said earlier tonight that there are multiple guys that have come through here, and these guys are probably going to do great things as well. But before tonight, mention a few guys that have come through here that are currently doing some big things at the next level. Uh, we have players like the carry-on joiner, Michael Dukes, Corey Washington, who played with the Giants. And earlier we had Jarrell King, who started out here. Long-time friend, David Meggett. I don't know if you remember David Meggett, but he played with the Giants, won the Super Bowl with the Giants. He he started out here. Eric Fession started out here. Dexter Coakley played out here. Hamilton from Cross, he went to he played with Macedonia, but he he played out here. And we had a lot of a lot of kids came through here and played. Person Crelo, who is related to Joe Hamilton, played out here. So we had a lot of lot came through here. Courtney Brown, that played with Wando, went on to be the number one draft pick with the Browns. Right. He played out here and everything. So when you, when you look at it. When you look at things like this, and I mentioned Somerville, and I'm just talking about schools before they did that separation. You know, Somerville was the original yeah. school. Goose Creek was an original school. Berkeley was an original school. You, you didn't have all these other schools. But with all of that, Danny Jones has been here. Danny yeah. Jones has been putting guys through the league. You mentioned Dukes, who now is at Clemson. Uh-huh. You mentioned the carry on now South Carolina. And a lot of other great guys that, that have come through this same league. And I believe there's a kid down there in South Florida that, Maybe played in this league as well, right? And Phil Brown, right? He, he sure did. He, he played here too. What yeah. is it about this place, though, that you've seen? I mean, the one thing you haven't seen any change in is the talent that comes through here. The atmosphere is still great. It's still incredible. The sweet team under us here, I, I think that right there says it all. Anybody that sweet team is good with me. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you just have that environment. And you don't have to incorporate it. You bring it with you. What does that mean yes. to you and a guy that you've seen so many changes, but this has a change? Yes, I, I've worked for the city for 18 years in the rec department and doing all of the games. That's why I'm able to see all of the fans come through here and, and the players that come through and and just everybody else talk about it. You don't learn anything until you come and play at Danny Jones, even at in the gym. It, it's just a good it's just a good atmosphere, family things and. The, just the excitement that the that the players, the fans, and everybody bring has just been good throughout all my 18 years of being here. Well, we appreciate what you do. We appreciate what the guy beside you does, and because uh, I've seen you around as well, I know you do a lot of things here. I actually, you know, I I had a young lady who played in the same gym over here a couple of years ago. I remember seeing both your faces during those games. I tell you, it gets heated. It's because you love what you do and you do what you love. So, for you guys, we appreciate y'all because we couldn't do this without you guys. So, we appreciate it. We appreciate that. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Guys, let's do one more break because uh, when we come back, it's going to be time for the final two quarters of the night. The final two quarters of the night. And, again, hospitality, five-star five star here. We love coming out. We love being a part of 
what we get to do right here on Southern Sports Central. So don't go anywhere. It will be the final two quarters right here. Danny Jones, you heard the list is long. I mean, they got guys that are currently playing in college that have played in the NFL, and these guys, no different. I expect to see some more names coming out of this place as we are going to be right back with the final two quarters of the game of the week. It is a 16-0 lead for the 10U. The 10U team out of Ashley Ridge right now over that of the Raiders of North Charleston. Guys, don't go anywhere. The final coming up next. Back everybody, I'm Rich Yelman here live on Southern Sports Central, the Southern Sports Central Network, bringing you the game of the week here for the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Of course, I'm alongside the professor, that of course, Clinton Robinson Sr. He and I will hang out a lot, not only on Saturday night, but Friday night as well. It seems like that is going to be uh, from uh, beginning to end, Clinton. Uh, they did kick it off to the Raiders, and the Raiders were able to get that ball to and I'm looking at it, they were able to get the ball all the way to the 50-yard line, so they'll start with 8.30 remaining here in the third quarter, 16-0. They trail to Ashley Ridge. They snap it to the quarterback at the keeper. He goes across midfield. He'll still charge across, close to a first down. 
somewhere. They'll knock him down about the 43. Yeah, Rich, like I said before, I, I, I knew that's one of those plans that Coach Anton does come up with. He always does think ahead. Very, very, very methodical when it comes to this football game. Like I said, 15 nothing. it really isn't a big deal. If they come out with this plan to move the ball and they score quick, it's going to become a game real fast. There's the quarterback keeper. He'll bounce off number seven of Ashley Ridge. He stops. Not sure if they're going to give him forward motion or not. Looks like he's just about a yard shy. That'll bring up a third manageable one. 7.43 remaining here tonight. If you get a chance there, Professor, walk over and whisper in Jay's ear, where are we going next week? He, of course, is that of the commissioner. He tells us where our destination is on a Saturday night. There's the snap at the low end to the quarterback keeper. But they're going to get out and about. Here goes the little man all the way across. He turns, he burns, and goes into first down territory all the way till it looks like the 20, maybe close to the 26-yard line to move the chains. Move the chains indeed. 7-18 remaining here in the third quarter. 16-0 Ashley Ridge. The Swamp Foxes are up over a very highly ranked and respected North Charleston Raider team. They're going to keep the clock moving with 7.05 remaining. And it is uh, a beautiful night for football, ladies and gentlemen. Professor, we'll come to you in just a minute. Well, we'll come to you yeah, in just a second as they're trying to get this thing up and running to find out where he told you we're heading. 6.48 remaining. First and 10. They spot it. They snap it. Here comes that little back. He's going to run out. There's a flag thrown, I believe. I thought I saw some laundry being thrown. We'll wait and see. Holding, and that is going to go against the Raiders. All right there, Professor. Where is the destination next week, bud? Well, unfortunately, Rich, we do not know as of yet. It's one of those things I believe a lot of changes have been made within uh, organizations on where they can and cannot play. Um, how the field conditions and things like that are. So Jay says in order to know for sure, you'll have to tune in tomorrow night between 6 and 9 on the lab on the SC Sunday Showcase. And there you will know where our next destination is. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll find out tomorrow night where we're heading. 627 remaining here on the third quarter. Slow snap again. Here comes the here comes Ashley Ridge across, but the big guy lays some hammer down. He's still up. How about that? This kid may not be the tallest, but he might be one of the toughest. I wish I could see his number because I'd like to call him out, but he is the quarterback back there, and he is able to get out and about. He's able to run, and that's going to be a timeout for Ashley Ridge. They're going to have to make some adjustments because for the first time tonight, they haven't been able to find a way to slow down that running back, quarterback, young man in the backfield. At 6.09 remains in the third quarter, 16-0. Ashley Ridge with the lead, but scoring on the mind for the Raiders as the coaches are coaching them up on both sides. And, gosh, this, without doubt, is going to live up, it looks like, to the hype here tonight. I got to love not only the fans that are still here, and it is definitely, it feels like falling the air. Sad news out of Latson, there will not be a fair in town. That, that, that's just weird to me. No fair. The Swamp Foxes, of course, uh, that's their side of town. But, you know, usually when it starts getting a little chilly, 
that usually means that uh, the, the county fair is not too far away on the corner, but that's not going to be the case this year. A lot of changes, but I'm okay with that because of the fact that if you get too many people crowded up too far together, this could affect not only the guys on a Saturday night game, but a Friday night as well, Professor. Yeah, most definitely. For the last few years, um, almost 26, 30 years I've been here in Charleston. That's always been a tradition of uh, me and my family, getting out there, going to the fair, getting some of that food, uh, enjoying a Friday night game, uh, coaching the next morning, and then after leaving there, showing up on a Saturday to eat some of that probably food that wasn't any good for you, but, hey, we were treating ourselves. See a couple of the kids around that play for your team, seeing the families out there enjoying themselves. Of course, this will be totally different this year with the Coastal Carolina Fair not coming to town. But, hey, football's still going, and I don't think they're going to miss it. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> you see, uh, the professor's got a direct from traffic down there. <laughs> He's got a football game going on behind him while there's a football game going on in front of him. <laughs> got to love it. Live radio, man. Just having fun. Here we go, the handoff up the middle. The big man runs him over and close. The first down, let's move the chains and let's get it to him. First down, we're waiting for him to do it. Ah, you're feeling good. I don't know if they're feeling good enough. We'll see. Third down, and they're going to say it may be inches. Do they bring the chains out at this level? Is this a chance? They are. They're going to bring the chain gain out. Let's see how it works out there, Clinton. Yeah, you know, we're definitely got to go up here and kind of get an insight of what's going on. That's the referee's time out. They move everybody back. So, yeah, they most definitely uh, they most definitely chain, bring the chains out and they measure. Uh, there hasn't been too many times when this has had to happen. Um, so, it should be interesting. Referee's time out. They bring the chains on out. They move the kids off to the side and let's see what they got. Yeah, we'll see what they got here as we continue to watch the clock uh, sit at 6.04. Great night for football. And, again, don't forget, tomorrow night it will be that man that you just heard. He'll be doing his show right here on the network, Southern Sports Central Network, bringing you, of course, Mr. Clinton Robinson Sr. He brings his show for the second time since he's joined the family, along with bringing his family with the voice sports. They'll be doing, of course, that of the – South Carolina Sunday Showcase, recapping all the action that's happened not only here tonight, but the same action that's happened around the state. So if you're listening and you're in the upstate, if you're listening in the middle of the state, or you're here in the low country or wherever, you're in this league, come on in and call. Tell us how you did last night. Tell us how you did. Of course, this will be for tomorrow. We're waiting to see the chain finally move. It's a first down for the Raiders, 6.03, and here goes the clock moving. 16 nothing. ball spotted. Over around the 20-yard line, the quarterback's going to take it himself. Comes around the side, stiff arms one, pushes another, leans towards, leans forward, and very close again to a first down. And these guys have figured it out is what they've got to do is they've got to get a couple of lead blockers, almost a freight train, if you will. If you're a NASCAR guy, it's called drafting. You want to get a few good guys in front of you, let those guys block for you, and then all of a sudden you're looking at a positive traction in the right direction and 530 remaining. These guys in that Raider uniform have to put something here on the board because if they don't, going into the fourth quarter, trailing 16 to nothing is not what they want to see. Looking for the final ball over there. And uh, I don't know if you can see it from there. I know you got some things going on. 
is where, uh, again, that's the fun part about all this. There is, oh, another bat snap, and this one's going to cost him. He's going to slam him down, and he does a huge loss of down, and the momentum has just been taken out as the quarterback not happy that he was taken down to the ground and was able to recompose his emotions there. But, uh, man, that was a huge knock. I mean, a huge knock is a massive loss of downs, and this is going to put him way back all the way somewhere around the 20-yard line. So what was a very promising inches away from a first down is now brought up at third and forever. Here's another one, and, boy, here comes that defense. And is that laundry on the field to the far side? Could be a block in the back. Usually that's what you'll see when the defensive man is able to get around the offensive lineman. He wants to do what he can to protect his guy with the ball, but sometimes it's a costly move. Uh, Commissioner Jay Williams is down on the field doing some book live. want to thank uh, – the opportunity for him and all those with the South Carolina Youth Football Association, those guys that run this North Charleston complex. Again, you just heard the gentleman that joined us at halftime, and he's been around a long time. Him and his partner up here running the clock and running this facility. And it, guys like them are why nights like this happen. 403 remaining, 16 nothing, Ashley Ridge with the lead. And there's another jump, and we'll see who it is. Ashley Ridge is pointing over there. To the Raiders, and it is. Boy, the Raiders have uh, kind of biting themselves here as what was a promising drive into the end zone has now become a penalty-driven in the wrong direction, Professor. Yeah, most definitely going in the wrong direction right now. Well, I've never seen the slide, backslide on this You thought they were getting ready to go at the same place. Like I told you before, They'll run the same plays again and again and again until you stop it. And that quarterback and that running back have been doing the same thing. So let's see what they do now. Yeah, they, another guy jumped in leap. They didn't catch it. They let him play. And here comes that defense from Ashley Ridge. And they get him all the way. Change over on downs with 326 remaining. They were surging, charging, and inside the opportunity world. And now that ain't the case with 326 remaining. 16 nothing. It is uh, Ashley Ridge who seems to be doing what they need to do to kind of slow some things down. As you see, the offense starts to come out for Ashley Ridge. The defense coming out for the Raiders, and 326 is on the clock. They're now going to change directions. They'll take it first and 10. Ball spotted right around the 37 yard line to the right hash mark. We've got about 20 minutes left of our broadcast here tonight. Hopefully we can get this one in with the final quarter. We'll wait and see if they can keep this thing moving so we can get it all in here tonight. Again, I want to thank all those who made tonight possible. Jay Williams, the entire group of men and women, part of the South Carolina Youth Football Association. Those here, Danny Jones, all of those who have made us feel like home. Quick block on the outside. He runs to the outside and, He's able to get a few yards. He says, wind the clock up, keep it moving. With 3.05 remaining, third quarter, 16 nothing is the score. Ashley Ridge working on an upset, ladies and gentlemen. I know we talked about this with the guys up here at halftime. Ashley Ridge comes in with confidence, and that's usually the key. Discipline, confidence. If you do those two things, a lot of times you're talking about a victory at the end of the four quarters. 
Asher Ridge in a huddle formation with 2.38 remaining. Clocking down. They are up 16-0 in a big upset. This could be the upset of the night across the state of South Carolina because i got to tell you, this 10 new team of the Raiders are smash mouth and down and able to get it done. They blow the whistle. The side official saw something. We'll see what's happening here. And that's going to be on Ashy Ridge. So we'll move them back. All right, let's get it cleaned up here, guys. We've been pretty good with the flag standing in the pockets. Let's play football. Winding the clock with 220 remaining. 16 nothing is the score. Scores around the state of South Carolina. Coastal Carolina wins big last night on national TV against uh, Campbell. Clemson Tigers handle business against the likes of the Citadel. Clemson wins big against the Citadel. I don't think anybody there was surprised. The Gamecocks have yet to start. They start actually next week. They'll play Tennessee. A lot of people think South Carolina could be a team to watch out for. I know they got a quarterback that's coming in. Not only do they have a new offensive coordinator and Mike Bobo, he's going to bring in the huddle. That's something we don't talk much about. But he's also going to start the guy that came with him. Similarities in Steve Tannehill and Steven Garcia with that long hair. We're under a minute 30. 16 nothing. Asher Ridge with the ball. Man in formation from the shotgun formation they go. Nope. Check that. He's under center, and they got him again. Oh, boy. And for what not reason, we're going to get positive yards when your cadence calls as aggressive as this. This makes the night a little bit longer. Minute 15 remaining. They start the clock. 16 nothing. This will probably be where the discipline from both teams are going to be challenged the most with the final Minutes coming up after this, the third quarter is under a minute. Ball spotted over there on the 38-yard line on the right hash mark. They're heading towards the pool, away from the scoreboard. They're going to run this ball because they want to run this clock, and they continue to push, pull, and drag, and they get about two or three yards. clock continues to move. Under 40 seconds we go. You watch all these. Young guys, and you know what a difference three days in the South makes because three days ago we were sweating. We were curious if the winter, the fall was ever going to get here, and tonight, sweatpants and hoodies, that kind of weather. Stay tuned for a special announcement coming up on a Thursday night. But, yeah, Professor, I tell you, man, you and I both, this is football weather, man, but we like this weather for a lot of reasons, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Being able to throw on the – the hoodies and all that stuff and just get in that comfortable mode, that nice chill air, uh, knowing that these young men aren't going to sweat as much and they won't complain about the, the heat and they won't complain about how hot they are. This is that type of weather they can actually get out and do what they have to do. Man, you know, the one thing, Professor, that I like about this too, let's talk about the high school guys on Friday night. Now, we don't use the C word over here on this radio network because, uh, well, you can watch the news to hear that kind of talk. But I was worried about the other word, and that is dehydration, the D word. And, and for me, these young athletes around Charleston County and Berkeley County and Dorchester County, more say the other two because Berkeley County was able to really keep it working, was not that they would get and, and have the effects of COVID, but they would have the effects of the dehydration. And with this weather cooling down, and this is supposed to be a pretty good week, a great week to kick off high school football, 
But that's about normal because we're getting ready into October. Even though it doesn't feel because the season's starting on Friday, and that's usually early September, late August, you know what? Maybe we're on to something. Maybe we should move the season back to a later September date going forward, and let's carry it, man. Why not, right? I mean, we don't have to worry about these young men falling down on the side. Right, most definitely. I, I think that that could be an option. That could be an option. Like you said, we don't use the C word. Um, most definitely, dehydration is definitely a, a concern of any youth head coach, uh, offensive coordinator, trainer, anybody from youth all the way up to high school, to college, to even pros. Nobody wants to be out there in that heat. And that heat down here in Charleston, South Carolina, is a different style of heat. It's not what everybody's used to, and it can make it for a bad practice or condition. They're starting to get some of the young guys in and out. There's uh, waiting on the 837 remaining here in the fourth quarter. It's 16 nothing. All Smart Foxes tonight. They've won a bunch of rounds. And uh, as we kind of look around, this is, uh, this is kind of that time where they're going to have to find a way to slow down Ashley Ridge. And it is the ball, by the way, of the Raiders. It was fourth down. They walked off to 25 yards. So it's now first and 10. Here goes the ball up in the air and incomplete. Just short. Intended for the receiver towards the home side as uh, Fox South with 827 remaining. Again, we're going to do what we can to get this entire broadcast in. They're cutting it close here as we were set for three hours on the broadcast tonight. It's been a great one. 16 to nothing is the score heading into this fourth quarter. Ashley Ridge and the Swamp Foxes, 10-year team, has come to play tonight, and they are not backing down. You can find, again, this show tomorrow night with the professor. Tell us a little bit about tomorrow night, buddy. Well, you know, we always give the lowdowns on the showdown of what happens on these Saturdays. Uh, inside edition of what's going on, how the coaches feel, what the sidelines were like. A little bit similar to what's going on today, but just in case you missed it, I will definitely be there breaking all the way down tomorrow. Let's look out there. Let's look at the rankings, the standings, and all that stuff. Uh, and there they go, breaking off again. Around the outside. Oh, and long on the field. Oh, I don't know. I don't he got the young man. He hit him, and they're saying they hit him out of bounds, but uh, maybe he did. It's, it's hard to see here. So, again, as long as the young man's okay, that's my yeah, Definitely the number one concern uh, to make sure that the young man is all right and everything is good.
excited. There you go, Portia. Right, you're definitely you're definitely right about that, Rich. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing ends and plays out. Uh, these guys are really putting in a bunch of work. Swamp Fox came in with a mission, and yeah, like I say, like the underdogs, hey, they they, they put a dog up in the fight and they came out swinging. Here we go now. They run it up the middle. They'll see if they can get to. They they stop him. Did they drop him? No, they they did not get in. So that'll be short. Sixteen to six with some laundry on the field. We'll see what they got. Good night tonight. Professor has been out here since this morning. He covered not one, not two, not even three. Let's give that guy credit for six games and a lot of Italian ice. You're looking for some. Uh, some of that Italian ice. You got a venue coming up. You got something that you need a little bit of that cool down juice. How do you find you, buddy? How do you get it in touch? And how do you get that truck loaded over there at the event coming near you? Well, you know how we do, Rich. Half money will travel. Tropical Italian ice. That's the name of the business. Tropical Italian ice. Where every scoop is like a taste of heaven. Uh, Philly style. Philly style with a southern charm is what we call it. Uh, we can, you can reach us on Facebook at Tropical Italian Ice. Again, that's on Facebook, Tropical Italian Ice. And we'll be more than happy to get into any venue, any type of party, any type of occasion you've got going on. We can definitely make it happen. No doubt about that. 707. Looking for an onside kick here. We're under about three minutes of air time. Again, we cannot thank Jay Williams, the entire. South Carolina Youth Football Association for the opportunity to give these young athletes some attention. Also, of course, those here at Danny Jones. There goes some laundry. Looks like he left a little bit early out of the gate, so they'll be bringing that one back. 707 remaining. And they're going to do that one again, and they'll we can see what happens here. But it's been a good one here. Again, the Raiders have shown up in game one and game two. Tonight they're here, but they did not. I don't think they expected to see Ashley Ridge show up as hard as they have. And, again, you know, confidence is what builds character. And a lot of times that's what builds wins. Tonight, at this point, with 7.07 remaining, we've seen that of Ashley Ridge. She's 10 team. Good night tonight for football. There's a bouncer, and they drop down on it. That's going to be spotted around the 50. So, just like that, 7.06 remaining in the final minutes in the fourth quarter. We'll break loose with about 30 seconds to go. You can follow the rest of these uh, scores and highlights on Twitter. Of course, that's at SO Sports Central. And, Professor, how do they find you over there? As well, but I got to get you connected to our face to our Twitter account too. By the way, but yeah, most definitely, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Voice Sports. Look under the Professor. Um, I'm also over there on Southern Sports Central, um, and you, that way you can find me on find the show from six to nine on Sundays to get the recap of everybody's games. 
scores and highlights. Um, I'm on Twitter now as a professor at Boy Sports. You can definitely follow me on there. Instagram, this is Tropical843. Uh, Facebook, Clinton Robinson Sr. More than welcome to bring you on in and into the fold. I'm a nice, mellow guy and just love sports and love doing what I do. That you do, and you, of course, hear him tomorrow night right here on the network and Southern Sports Central, guys. All right, so we'll get this last play in, and then we'll sign off. Here's the keeper of 86 has been the man with the plan all night tonight. He gets across the line of scrimmage, and just like that, they're saying it's a fumble. Oh, it's a fumble. That changes everything. Man, oh, man. Guys, make sure you follow Voice Sports on Facebook. Of course, Clint Robinson is going to be bringing you the highlights and a few interviews after this game. You can also follow us on Twitter at SO Sports Central. Guys, it's been a great night of football. We want to again thank those here at Danny Jones, the facility five-star, the, well, gentlemen who run this facility five-star. Also, Jay Williams and all of those over at the South Carolina Youth Football Association. On behalf of all of us, all of you, so long. Farewell. Have a beautiful night. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll see you next Saturday night right here at the local field near you guys. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.